0: You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network, and we are. I'm. I'm. Are. It's. It's recording. We're both recording. This is.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's me. Strike Studios is streaming. Yay! Burr, 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 burr. Oh dear. That yes. okay there we go well it just it was weird because it popped up while i was on our homepage. all right we're good stream is live
0: all right i want to know what that little intro diddy was though that you were singing. the bar was there more to that was there <laughs> oh i don't know can we flesh that, <laughs> that out can we
1: what i was doing
2: it, it sounded like a knockoff like an lgn version of somebody's <laughs> eaves <streams off>.
1: live <laughs> now now there you go there we Ooh. go I mean, I, the the pattern I've noticed for the for the nobody that's here yet is that, uh, you know, well, I, you know, I say that we're going live around eight and then like when I actually go live, then all the, the notifications go out and then people will gradually pile in through the night. So. Ah,
0: is that why we kill the first 30, 40 minutes just talking about like local Buffalo politics? <laughs> yeah. And the state of Buffalo public school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. State of Buffalo public schools all that
0: crap <laughs> that's what people because they're there that's why people tune tune in to this so mm. um it's skipping hey. the Marin monologue it's,
3: but yeah. anyways uh <laughs> you're supposed to
1: yeah uh welcome to triple radio uh i'm tim that's we that's dave we are us you are this you is, this is the yeah this is the 15th <laughs> anniversary of this podcast <laughs> wait we existing. started
0: the podcast this is the 15th anniversary of the podcast
1: of triple radio existing as and, a thing as a okay. podcast. Yes. Because thus, so we so, started know, triple
0: radio is on the five year anniversary yeah. of extracts. Okay. Yeah. I'm just okay. talking all over okay. you here. You had an explanation mm. for this. No, it's clearly, all good. But- yeah, yeah.
1: No, that well, that that is you that you puzzled it out. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: doing the exposition thing. You're just setting them up. That's it. That's yeah.
1: It's- so wait a minute. Oh, wait. What
0: you're saying is
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. X Drake Studios turn twenty uh on on four twenty. Uh smoke them. if you have them. Damn you your blue check marks if you're not paying for them <laughs> on that day. Oh god. Uh Extract turned twenty, and yeah, I I remember on our fifth extras fifth anniversary, one of the things we did was launch this podcast. We did other things too. I don't remember what they were. Wow,
2: right? Because yeah, we made a thing of it. I didn't realize the yeah. podcast was part of that.
1: Yeah, But that makes sense. That was one of them. There was like a week of things we did. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. Sure. Probably like a trailer. Yeah, I mean, we did
0: we I did don't know.
2: videos. <laughs> uh-huh. We certainly made a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, what was in the pipeline in that would have been 2008? Yeah. It
1: would, it would have been a, yeah. so which means it, it was resident horror, if anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, Feature wise would have
2: been resident horror. We would have, I mean, we didn't shift to like short, short stuff until 2010. Cause Ish. that's what that DVD was the
1: best of
3: 2010.
1: Right. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. The timelines, uh, more demoralizing than I think it is. Uh, (laughs) That's for other people to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like, cause I kept, I I keep living in this world where I think we shot resident horror in like 2010, but it was not, it was, it was like 2007 and eight that we sure it was that vicinity that we shot it. Uh, So that movie is much older than I think it is. Um,
2: I wasn't even working overnights at that point my schedule that's why i wasn't on anything because i was working like weird ass hours
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: well you released on triple radio early on um weren't in the resident horror shoots but yeah yeah we started this uh, as part of the thing and we just uh turned on the microphones and started talking about the
0: same stuff that
1: everybody else talks about
3: well i hope it catches on
0: I, 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 I hope that something. from now on people celebrate their like like their five year wedding anniversary like with a pot like that's because mm-hmm. you know, it's old mm-hmm. fashioned to be like well, year three is the leather anniversary or year six is the I don't fucking know year five should be the podcast year five should be the year where you look at your spouse and be like it's time for us to start a podcast I really yeah. start a family no what do you what fuck no <laughs> no we need to start a podcast
1: yeah um. Yeah, and though I, because uh, we bought podcast equipment, we were recording it on the G5 cat.
0: Cat side and
1: uh, I do um, those episodes. Well, I guess well, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, that was still it was still called the X Strike Studios podcast back then yeah. for a hundred episodes, and then it became Triple Radio for the relaunch. Right. Uh, so fifteen totally years of podcasting, not yeah, Triple Radio. It was maybe like thirteen. 12 years of trip oil either way um
0: either way you bought yeah. a mixing board and you bought yeah. several microphones. i don't even do you remember what brand microphones those are yeah for, they're, for they're, me who's curious
1: yeah no they're sure uh sm58s i think they're oh the, really yeah they're you the spent ones a hundred
0: bucks per microphone on yeah. sm58s yes yeah
1: how we did yeah i and company, you know stuff point yeah well well because i we went to uh guitar center to purchase equipment and the guy (laughs) took one pointed at the floor and dropped it and we were like "Uh uh-huh yeah and i was gonna say like i still have that mixing board it still works great uh i still have all those microphones they all still work great yeah um
0: here's a 57 yeah
1: uh, for audio listeners, Dave just pulled out a microphone and dropped
0: it on the floor. A sure SM, <laughs> I, I I sure I sure as 58. Yeah. And that's um, why, cause you can do that. Yeah. You can and, they, hammer they hun- <laughs> and they were nails with these
1: and they were a hundred dollars in 2008 when we were purchasing microphones too. But yeah, all that equipment still works like same as it did. That is a great board. Uh, we actually, I had them buy that same mixing board that PV, Whatever it is, PX10 something like that. <laughs> uh, bought them for for my work. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah. They use them. Uh, really? Yeah. I like me a PV here and there. Yeah, they use them for some streaming things. I think there's a couple in powering, you know, handling some of the gym uh, sound systems and a couple really? of the elementary schools. Oh, um, yeah, that's some pretty you know i see some pretty rancid sound systems go into an elementary school gym because they're never they never replace that shit
3: <laughs> yeah
1: until something is absolutely on fucking fire um but yeah those uh those early episodes are not up on the internet in just yeah the only stuff up <laughs> <laughs> the, the internet is the fat Gatsby stuff that I think can be found reliably. I keep thinking about posting like an old feed of like the old stuff. But quite frankly, you don't want to listen to the early expert uh, studios okay. podcast because it's they're bad. <laughs> they're not good. We did not listen to the
2: beginning of any podcast that's been going on yeah. a long time. Like <laughs> no podcast is like go back to the beginning. Yeah. I've never heard. That. No, it's right well people uh, i
0: mean when you start that podcast on your five-year wedding anniversary don't start at episode one just start at episode 300 like spare yeah. everyone already Started have a season... casual groove yeah start in season three that's when things get good yeah yeah those we, things we, not so, all some... things well, i we did you finish picard Oh, God. Yeah. here we go.
2: <laughs> as I said, all we can... OK, not bad mixed bag things. <laughs> is how I think about it. <laughs> it was like by the middle of the show, I had already come to grips with it being uh, as I, you know, reunion special DLC where I'm just sort of like, OK, that's what it is. It's, it's yeah. like lesser tier whatever, whatever. It's the like Citadel the-
1: for Mass Effect 3
2: yeah
1: (laughs) or two or what it was two writing
2: to me was in the middle like i think like there wasn't anything that was like making me like furious mad like three through like five but also i was just sort of like okay (laughs) like i want i would have wanted more out of it i'm i'm more annoyed at people like being really happy with Terry Mattel than anything else.
0: Like smart. That's where I'm at. Yes. That's where I'm at now. What your appraisal (laughs) of it right now, that I think is about the most generous appraisal appraisal that it deserves. Um, I was not there with you, but I can, I can at least see that perspective. Like Mm. this is like a trashy reunion special. Like no one expects it. It's an excuse to get the gang back together. Like, I I think that is about as generous as one can be. The people that are like fawning over themselves being like, "Oh, this is so great. They did everything right. I'm like, I feel like I am must be in the middle of some kind of reality distortion field because I feel like I'm the only sane person in a sea of people who have like, I don't know, been brainwashed into thinking that what they're seeing is more, is any more than that. Is any more than these, excuse to get these seven actors in a room together I I think it's
2: it's more that they were totally comfortable with that from day one is all I can think of but yeah it, it's weird because it is it's not like the, it, it's not like Rotten Tomatoes it's not Metacritic it is like very smart people that I take yeah. their opinion seriously of so you know that's yeah. I'm glad yeah. that they enjoy, you know I am but glad also that they I- Did you see Strange New Worlds? Because I feel like in some of those cases, it's people that just slept on Strange New
0: Worlds, too. Yeah, Mm. like Star Trek got good last year. We had a good Star Trek, and it's so much better than this. And um, I, so, what bums me out is how vocal Terry Metalis has been about the fact that, like, look, Paramount's told us, like, we need viewership basically for me to keep going with this, and like, and when, mm-hmm. and and that Picard season apparently is doing fantastic oh, yeah. streaming numbers, and so this is, I don't want this to be the version of Trek that that evolutionarily survives, you know, I because the there's worst. so
2: much Trek. Well, the, the thing right now is there's so much Trek that – Trek that I don't enjoy can exist at the same time as Trek that I do enjoy as long as one's not taking over the other. Like I was even listening mm-hmm. to uh, – like I I didn't gel with the pilot to Lower Decks. I was just sort of like, okay, the show isn't really for me. But a lot of people have told me to go back to it. But I was listening to Michael McKay on uh paul f tompkin's uh pod directive he he does the the official star trek podcast because of paul course f. Tompkins does yep him and uh Tony newsome who's on uh <laughs> on lower, lower decks, decks yeah well but, like paul's a huge
0: geek at that
2: so okay. like that that's, that's great it. i gotta and start there. listening to that no i i only just start so i'm going through like the old ones Right now. But his interview was like, Oh, you're saying the right things. We you're just said through- that
0: old podcasts suck, we so you gotta skip those. Why are you going through the old? Well,
2: because these are pandemic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and also
2: Paul F. Topkins first podcast was well before we started podcasting. <laughs> Honestly, like that was one of the first ones I listened to. Was one of one of his at that point. But either or like the showrunner is saying like the right things. Like I I I think that there's, uh, you know, like there's a lot of devoted discovery fans. And even though like, I want that show to be good and it's not for me, I think like, I've pretty much just been like, well, (laughs) I'm kind of done with that one, but they're all kind of running at the same time. And Picard's done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Um, (laughs) thank God for that um the uh section 31 movie that was announced is what i felt like picard should have been which is like a one-off movie thing mm-hmm. like two-hour idea sure <laughs> sure off, do you two-hour, hour, you know i i was saying like it's it's kind of a bummer that like star trek's like swapped to high action at this point because of that section 31 movie was announced with michelle yao and Star Trek was like, you know, what it used to be, which is like barely any action. Mm. And then it was like, oh, here's the action movie. I would be like, yay. <laughs> and now it's just sort of like, oh, it's more Star Trek. Yeah. I like <laughs> I
0: I mean, <sighs> I don't yeah. care about Section 31 as a concept. I, no. I think it is a creatively bankrupt concept, frankly. And mm-hmm. um. You know, yeah, like Michelle Yao, but uh, but uh, I also have no faith that if this is you know Mm -hmm. by the people that brought us Star Trek Discovery, I have no faith it will actually be any good. Um, The shorts they did were a mixed bag,
2: at least when I saw them after between like seasons one and two. I don't know if they did like more. So if if they feel like experimenting with. Cause my hope would be that they're like, okay, well it's a different movie. Maybe we'll give somebody a chance that's coming up the ranks or something like that. I haven't read up into who's running it per se. Yeah. But. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I mean, I don't think Terry Metallus necessarily helmed seasons one and two of Picard. I think he was True. yeah a, a, a shift for season three and, And, you know, I think a lot of fans see his direction as as the way to go. And, like, he also, uh, like, Mm -hmm. I want... I just wish everyone would understand. Like, <laughs> I don't hate the guy. I can tell that he loves Star Trek. I can tell how much he loves it. He clearly oh. does. And if you fo- and I follow him on Twitter, he has an encyclopedic oh, knowledge. You blessed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he I knows his shit. You know, he is a deep, deep cut fan. And like, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wonderful. That is the kind of person I, I, I think I would want in charge of this franchise. It's just that he's not talented. It's just well, that it, he sucks. He's, he's
2: different. Like I his strength is in a lot of like the story and the plot. Like, like there are stuff that no, I, I didn't say I didn't say the dialogue. <laughs> I, I don't I think know about it, plot either. Well, I think in the resolutions of plots, I think he's very, very clever. I, I think like the answers he comes up with are clever. The way he gets there is clumsy. Like I I think I think he's the kind of writer I don't know how old he is, but I feel like he's, he's somebody a little that older than us. Like, a little older than us, just oh, a few okay, years. A little... But like a writing partner or someone else to go like no, don't do this or some constraints or something. <laughs> like it feels <laughs> like they just let him go and do what he
0: wanted.
3: Yeah. Or yeah. and
0: or gosh. He reminds... I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> like I know, I, no, no, I know, I'm I know. He, <laughs> he reminds me of Zack Snyder in the sense that I think with, with mm. Zack's earlier works where people sort of got sick of Zack Snyder, the issue was, yeah, he's super enthusiastic, but he's like his taste, his sensibilities, and his uh, you know, are, are just his talent level is not it's not quite there. It's it does not well, match the... his ambition. His talent does not match his ambition. See, I would argue, like the
2: problem with Zack Snyder, he is a good director. He just misinterprets the text. Like that's that's why Watchmen sucks. Is okay because he doesn't understand the irony. He's, he's just sort of the like lessons, punching. Yeah. School. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like super. We want to see Superman blasting stuff with his laser eyes, and we're like, mm, he's <laughs> like that's one thing he does. We want to see Clark Kent fall in love. It's what we want.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah no, I think you could say the same thing about Terry metallis honestly, you know mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's that he he clearly knows a lot of factual information about the history of Star Trek. but if these are the mm-hmm. characters that he thought he was watching, he and I grew up watching two very different shows
2: yeah it's it's weird like i'm I was comparing especially the i forget if it was the finale or no, it was the the second to last episode. I was just like, oh, that's 100% a Doctor Who episode. And like, there's nothing, I I really like Doctor Who. Uh, there's a lot of ways to compare the Borg and si- and Cybermen, you know, okay. through the years. Uh, they're basically the same. Thing. Like, Cybermen have been around since the 60s, whatever. Uh, they go back and forth stealing from each other. But the pro- the, the problem is, like, Star Trek is, uh, Doctor Who has always been melodrama. So it can get mm-hmm. away with a lot of that stuff. It's always been a pulpy action show for kids. Star Trek doesn't like. It feels weird when Star Trek leans into like the the Buck Rogers ness. Yeah, where you're just sort of like not really, <laughs> like like you know, Kirk is headstrong, but like the show itself isn't about like that. Yeah, you know, it, it
0: <laughs> like all the people that feel like they can hand-wave this stuff away, like, well, it's just a science fiction show. But it's but that's never mm-hmm. been. Star Trek's to or at least not, you know, post TNG trek. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I it's it's yeah. fair to put the original series in its own category uh but but that has never been the the sort of like oh, it's just plot stuff. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or or character motivations make any sense cuz it's just pulpy because that's it's not like mm-hmm. the TNG is so cerebral to a fault like it's sometimes the script it feels like it's written by engineers you know like yeah and i think like that that's that's probably a lot of our
2: problem in general is like if this was a completely if this was discovery like this would be better than the first season of discovery well that's <laughs> arguable whatever the tone wouldn't be the problem i guess yeah like, yeah i think like like people thinking that this is like season 8 of TNG is like no <laughs> like you know like it's it's so removed from that and that it, that's what yeah. feels and that that's why I think of it as like you know so so reunion special dlc you know it how it's however,
0: such a campy like self-aware mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah that's the thing is is that if they build this as or if it knew that it was a campy self aware reunion special, that would be one thing, but it takes itself so seriously yeah like it's it's like Terry metallus really thinks that he's nailing it when he has data when when he has exchanges like data no, nothing can pilot through that and he's like, geordie, trust me, I just feel it in my Gods, like Terry really thinks that's a good dialogue. Like, and th- well, doing that is fine. Don't have that in
2: the same show as very serious conversations in the bar or like, you know, like you can do one or the other. It's, it's the same problem Halloween Kills had, you know, where it's like half the movie is like super fun, campy slasher, and the other is like heavy trauma.
0: Yeah, is yeah like, this show is totally schizophrenic. It does not know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that speaks to... Because Terry does not have a cohesive vision. He's just fanning. He's just fan-geeking out. It's just... This is... It's a yeah, and, and, self-ejaculatory, masturbatory <laughs> fever dream of a fanboy <laughs> fanboying out.
2: Like, no... And no one's going to argue that. I, I think, like... I'm not going to put it solely... Like... I feel like giving this 10 episodes was the dumb idea. Like, if you cut this down to even five episodes, a lot of the problems would have just been squished. Like, you would have gotten right to the point, at least.
0: Oh, yeah. well, I mean, like, that's part of the problem with, I mean, yeah. there's so much wheel spinning. There's so much misdirection. Yeah. There's so much mm-hmm. constantly readjusting the goalposts of what the... Uh, objective is of, of what the conflict mm-hmm. is of what we should really be. Oh, it was never them all along. It's actually right. you know, and that's yep yep. Good lord. Good no, lord. that that I mean, like that stuff. If everything
2: else was like working, I would be like, oh, okay, that was a dumb idea. But because everything else was kind of like <laughs> grasping at that point, was just sort of like. Because, yeah, it it was just sort of like, oh, so all of that stuff didn't matter. And it's yeah. kind of like what I was saying, where it's like, start it in episode four or five with the, like, where they're infiltrating. Like, that's the start of the story of this season. Yeah. Everything else was just kind of, you know, set
0: up. That just you don't wheels. Yeah just, yeah, just, yeah. just fucking... These characters just talk so goddamn much and say exactly explicitly what's going on. They just speak exposition like, oh my God, the fucking, well, who would have thought that they'd put a pirate, a smuggler and an ex-borg on the flagship of the fleet? Like, come on, that stuff just makes me want to fucking punch Terry Metalis in the face. Ah, I mean, it's it's like it's been a long time since all seven of us have sat around a table like this. Too long. Ah! It's not that bad. That bad? (laughs) It is that bad?
2: No, it's it's that bad because everything else is falling. Like the table thing was fine. The problem was they already reunited. (laughs) <laughs> so like, like if they if they were reuniting at that table, it's just like, woo! It's been a long time. You'd be like, wow, that's cool to see.
0: It. But you were just sort of like, oh, last episode when you guys were doing this, you guys did but this. But that's the, <laughs> but they they like they like hang multiple lampshades on everything, oh, yeah. like just in case yeah. you didn't get it, just in case you didn't realize what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. Oh, it's infuriating. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's so stupid And people love it What? What? Why? There's still
2: you, you know, like That's the thing, is like you don't see That shit when it's like working And if it's working for people They're just ignoring everything around it Because these people like Being together, like they are charismatic Which is annoying
3: <laughs> like, That can it's annoying That as can hell. carry <laughs>
2: I mean, that, that was a, like by the last episode, I wasn't like noticed. I wasn't like, oh, this is a travesty. This, you know, I wasn't seeing like the lines or the cuts or the whatever. It was just sort of like, okay, it's doing exactly what I expected at this point, which wasn't like anything mind blowing, but was you know just seeing the people work through the bases at that point. So I don't know. There's <laughs> there's way worse stuff out there. Also, I don't know why people love it so
0: much. So. No. <laughs> I, I know that it's dumb for me to be this angry about it. Like I I know that I'm like, just if you don't like something, Dave, There's... just stop fucking watching it. But uh, I was, I, mean, I did
2: the same thing. <laughs> well,
0: I think what made me part of what made me upset is not just the fact that I am just agog at people's, yes. I, I'm mystified by people's <laughs> reactions to this, but also, but what actively I think made me upset are the times where I, for the cheap emotional manipulation. And that's something, I I know that I am cheaply emotionally, like I shed a tear at very minor things. Like mechanically, it is easy to trigger my crying reflex. And like, so every tender moment that is completely unearned would get to me. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, fuck you for getting to me. This is such (laughs) a cheap, this is such cheap, unearned (laughs) emotional manipulation and sentiment uh, (laughs) sentimentality. Like there's nothing earned about this at all. And yet I'm crying at this exchange. Like, (laughs) fuck you. Like, I think there were,
2: there were moments that were moments like, Not in like the grander scheme, but it was still cool to see blank and blank and blank interact with blank like that Mm -hmm. stuff still works on a core like level. Yeah, I I, like that was kind of my problem with uh, everything after the first 20 minutes of up where (laughs) it did all of all of this. Like I the first 20 minutes uh, masterpiece after that. Tell me four things about that movie. <laughs> you there
1: was a bird. There's
3: there a was dog?
2: A... Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a jungle, I mean, but
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just no, like that's
1: it, all I it, got. Bird and dog.
2: <laughs> I know. It's like it's so annoying because they give they give Ed Asner so much emotional cart blank to do pretty much anything he wants and you'll be on his side. And they don't really let him do like <laughs> anything <laughs> at that point. So I guess like that's the opposite side where it's like, it did the emotional side first and then just didn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. We got right. out the card. We, 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 yeah. I, <laughs>
0: I, I, I guess we Are got that. Done. Anyway.
2: <laughs> well, I'll do, I'll do a very quick, I just watched, um, the, cause it just went up on oh. HBO max, the last of the doctor who specials that was from oh. October of 2022. But, uh, Doctor Who does this legacy shit better than any of the other franchises because the show has always been melodrama, and he's it's baked into the concept of the show. He's a time traveler, yeah. Oh, so yeah. like when he sees somebody from forty years ago, you can work it into the story like seamlessly. So this was neat to see. This was the last Jodie Whittaker mm. uh, like full episode um, until November, and then they're they're bringing back like the old. Russell T Davies from the first like few seasons oh, wow. and, and tenant right now to kind of like start with and the new doctor looks good. Like it's, it's, I'm, I haven't been enthusiastic for the show in a while. So it's, it's nice to have that once yeah. again. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's, it's there, you know, it's, it's an intimidatingly big series that
1: you don't have to start at the beginning to enjoy <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Doctor Who's it turning helped. Doctor Who's turning into one piece. There's just like too much to start consuming. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's how I feel about comedy. Bang bang, too. It's like
2: I never started the podcast because I'm just like, oh, it's, it's There's three thousand episodes.
1: <laughs> My neurotic brain needs to start at the beginning. Yeah. But don't do f- I yeah. I don't know. I well, because I yeah. Eh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know <laughs> when when like you know. You still lived up here, we and we would still do yeah. the podcast then, and like all y'all were watching Doctor Who. I would hear about it a lot more, but I just have not. You know, it's not yeah. really doesn't pass me. Other than when like doctors are changing, and then I hear something about it. Um,
2: That's the thing; is it kind of like dropped off in general. Like the mm-hmm. it's like because like Peter Peter Capaldi had two seasons. The first mm-hmm. one was just kind of meh. The second season was surprisingly. Good, but because that first season was so blah, nobody watched. Mm. Then he switched over to Jodie Whittaker, and everyone's like, "Cool, that's a great actress to play the Doctor." Those scripts were very bad for her first season. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third season (laughs) of her run. Uh, That she, you know, finally feels like comfortable in that role and all that stuff, and now she's gone. So it's like there was there was basically like five years of like people being disappointed with like how things were done, even when there were good things like yeah. happening
1: in the middle of it.
3: Yeah. So
2: it's a long time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, All right. Well, anyways, the, the third uh, sci-fi pillar, can we talk about Mando? Dave, yep, let's, I talk about Mando. Yep. let's talk about Mando. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Mando a little bit. Um, yeah. I really like the season uh, at the end, at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough. It, look, it's a tough situation. I had no particular issues with this season. I I think if you if we are eliminating Book of Boba Fett, if if Book of Boba Fett is officially not an official season of Mandalorian, I, I think I would. I might. I'm tempted to say this is probably the weakest season in what I still think is a very strong show. Mm. Um, if only because like I. I I have enjoyed this season throughout, but what I've—the criticism that I've seen other people level—that is starting to sink into me—is um, that Dinjarin himself really hasn't gotten a lot of character development this season, and I forgive them that because I think the instances in which you take that helmet off and. You let that guy be emotionally vulnerable. You gotta use very sparingly because otherwise, you can't put Grogu in danger every other week and have it be you know mm-hmm. like could this be the end of you know? Otherwise, it gets cheap. You gotta save that stuff, you know. So when you know, I I, I like that. <laughs> I I also feel like I'm seeing the machinations of um the the greater um designs of Disney here at, uh, setting things up for Dave Filoni's theatrical release. Um, so I, on that plus they're obviously working in discarded plot lines from the Gina Carano led Rangers of the new Republic. Um, so like book of Boba Fett, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I feel like is having a direct impact on this season.
1: Okay. Um, So I didn't feel
0: that at all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, well, it's like,
1: cause so when I, I definitely like the season more than season two, okay. um, is kind of its own weird. Like it should have been a season of the Mandalorian thing. And it's hard to evaluate like what it is. Cause yeah. it's this weird middle stop gap that you can't just ignore because very important things happen for the Mandalorian in that show. Yeah. Um, because for me, season two, it was like this like non-stop parade, of guest stars and, uh, introducing new characters for other shows.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But it some was of those like, were very good. Like that Ahsoka no, episode it, was no, really good.
1: It was, it was good stuff, but it, it, you know, there was a certain point where I was like, man, this is like kind of exhausting, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, that was you know, another
2: I, thing that I was reading that did not make me want to start the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was the cavalcade thereof.
1: Yeah, it, but it was like season two because was like, okay, well, we have to go back and see what, you know, Cara Dune and Grief Karga are doing. And here's the episode where Bo-Katan shows up and here's the episode where Ahsoka shows up. And then we're going to have an episode where we get Bill Burr back in yeah. his character. um, And here's Boba Fett. uh, And then everybody and Fennett comes back with Boba Fett. But then it's like, you know, then we get the whole band together for the end of that season. But it was just like a whole like. Yeah, yeah. This season, it was like, I felt there was way less of that. I mean, the yeah. the criticism it, is that, you know, well, this was a season about Bo-Katan, and like it was, but it wasn't about like all those other people. It was just Dinjar and hanging out with her.
0: Yeah, that's for true. For season, anyone saying this season is unfocused, it was not. This season had a very clear focus.
1: Yeah, and, and that is... What I I mean it's it's this like back and forth between like, well, the first season with this great was this great like standalone, like monster of the week type stuff. Um and, and the second season episode still kind of stood alone, but it was just very all over the place. And it felt yeah. like they were being stretched to introduce that stuff. We're here, like the through story of this season was very focused. Yeah. Um and I feel like <laughs> I feel like the problem is that, you know, when people watch a show in this day and age, like You can't avoid like the clickbait for showing up in your feed unless you're just not on the internet and people just like wildly speculating about because all I heard and saw through the whole season was people talking about this season building up to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like hmm. the Thrawn was going to appear and this is going to set up a And that did not happen. Yeah. But people spent the whole season talking about it. Like it was when it just ended up being like everything circled back in the end to Moff Gideon, the character from the Mandalorian who has been in the show since the beginning. <laughs> like, so I, I didn't see all that stuff being tied in and wrapped up and whatever. It just felt to me like, okay, well, you know, like, and, and it was it, like, Lauren watched it behind me because we started watching it. And then I think I explained this on the last episode. She was like, wait, how'd he get back with Grogu? And then, so oh, she had to watch yeah. all of Boba Fett and then mm-hmm. catch up on the whole season. So, you know, and seeing bits and pieces of the whole season, I'm like, oh no, they were like, this was very consistent with like the, the, the threads they were dropping through the entire season leading up to the end. The biggest departure is that episode. That's more focused on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I loved that episode. And I love that I episode. Like that yeah. one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that episode so. still matters, uh, in the grand scheme of things. Like it is a bit of an aside, but like what those characters are doing, uh, you know, matters. Um, so I, I it seemed like people were like have were I don't I didn't see these feelings firsthand, but people were in a like a flap over the Jack Black Lizzo episode. Um yeah. which I thought was a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> like, just an absolute hoot! Like a little crime procedural in the middle of the Mandalorian here. Yeah,
2: um, okay.
0: that, that, yeah I that,
2: had yeah. no idea from seeing stills and clips <laughs> like how that played in the show.
0: Well, like, I, I, yeah. like... <laughs> but I did. Did people forget? Like Mandalorian kind of has already has established a tradition of of like stunt casting comedians in. Mm -hmm. You know, we just saw Tim Meadows a couple episodes ago. Yeah. (laughs) But suddenly you have a problem with Jack Black? Why? Um, And plus that episode was a real classic, like, you know, monster of the week. But, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that episode also really has the structure of, like, well, Mando is a fetch quest, uh, Dragon Mm -hmm. Quest style. Like, we enter a new kingdom. I need something. Oh, but we need something from you in return. Can you rid us of this problem and go to this cave? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the whole... Yeah, you know, the show's got a Dragon is, is Dragon Quest, really. Um.
3: Yeah,
1: but I enjoy that cuz you know, we're seeing all these different worlds and stuff of yeah. Star Wars that we don't see, you know, that they're, they're that aren't Tatooine. Yes. Um right. Um So just like, you know, I just enjoy seeing that stuff and um yeah. I I, th- I thought it was a great season. I
0: uh I, I I wrote about this a bit on social media, but um the I whatever we can do to make sure that Dinjarin does not have a secret lineage or or some grand destiny where he will be the one to unite the mandalorians and because that's what's great about him as a hero is that unlike everyone else in the Star Wars universe who is all connected to each other and everyone is the scion of a de- of a dynasty or or the son you know like the fucking make ray palpatine's granddaughter at the last minute secretly that's the great thing about dinjarin is that he is an Nobody. he really is nobody he's just as boba as well as Django fett said he's just a man trying to make his way in the universe that's well as uh <laughs> that that's that's the beauty of
2: ending uh the canonical ones at last jedi because <laughs> it got rid of the chosen one myth <laughs> mm-hmm. like that was the whole idea yeah yeah. I have no, well, I, I know too much of what happens in nine. I'm
1: just never going to watch. It. <laughs> I was going to suggest like if sometime you're up here. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. I, if I, we're I, riffing.
1: I, and, and, and yeah, it would be, it would be not fun to watch it with you, but that was the most fun <laughs> I possible that. I could have watching that movie. Uh,
2: I <laughs> think I watched the title crawl and like laughed and turned it off. Oh yeah. Think the, that's dead so <laughs> the dead speak.
3: speak. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> and where did the dead speak? Where did the dead speak? Weiss do you remember in Fortnite? oh yes
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that huh? was what
1: that that was how you don't remember that dave no that's that's what that was referring to there was a Fortnite event the week before a- rise of skywalker
3: right. where the
1: emperor's message boomed out through Fortnite. oh
3: that's God. where that
1: rise of skywalker yeah. was set up by Fortnite.
0: that's so stupid
2: yeah and it and it's it, it, it just when when people think of Last Jedi as mimetic, I'm just like, well, look at <laughs> that one's literally playing into. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I
0: yeah I like the season.
1: Uh, I don't have a problem with with Dinjar and taking a a backseat to to Bo Katan and, yes. and her story. Yes, um, he should
0: always take a back. He should. I I am delighted with the fact that he can. Brush paths with some of Star Wars' greatest heroes. Like, let's see Luke Skywalker once in a while and Ahsoka. Mm. Whatever hero you. Okay, (laughs) we can. If we never see Luke Skywalker there again, I that's a good thing. But like the fact that it happened, it's done with. Like, Felony, if you want to trot out some of your some of our beloved characters once or twice. That's fine because, and then, you know, Din Djarin can, he can accompany them on one mission and then go on his way because mm-hmm. that's, you know, D- 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 Din Djarin is our host. You know, he's taking us on a little tour of the galaxy and that's fine as long as he remains a nobody. All he is is a man with a moral compass. He's a good man trying to take care of his boy. Mm -hmm. Like that's with the heart and you know season one got to show us that arc of like he's a loner but is he gonna let someone into his life and he did and that's what people loved about season one I think in addition to the the episodic structure but like Mm -hmm. now they're a pair and like we know so Mm -hmm. where do you go from there. Unless I was delighted with the ending, I was delighted mm-hmm. with just seeing them basically getting to exit stage left. And especially, they doing, could have ended the series there. That could it, have been it. That could have been it, still could be, you know, if, if it's it, not, it's not. But, um, <laughs> but I, I mean, the lo- season
1: end that where it feels like it could end. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Like self-contained story. That's what yeah, it, it
1: should be. Yeah, no, I'm glad there wasn't a stinger at the end to be like, yeah. haha, here's the thing you have to think about.
0: Like at
2: like, the nope. end
0: of Picard.
1: <laughs> the,
2: yes, that was silly. I'm not even... No, I, I, yeah, that, that was just laughable at that point. Yes.
0: And if this Star Trek legacy show gets made, all right, people, if you have not finished Picard, this is going to be spoiler city right now, so please just mute the podcast for the next two and a half minutes. If oh God! Terry Metalis's dream you show. Said you said you were done with. I card. was not done. I lied to you, so I could bring this up. If Terry Metalis's dream show, Star Trek Legacy, in which the Enterprise G, captained by Seven of Nine, and fucking Michelle Hurd's Rafi, who's just terrible, uh, and Ed Spielers, who is. 15 years older than the 22 <laughs> claimed to be on the show. Um, they had a new character who, like, was a breakout hit character. Uh, uh, Todd Stashwick's Captain Shaw is generally, like, beloved. And that could have been a show that worked. Like, I would have watched the further adventures of Captain Shaw of the Titan. And they f- killed him. They fucking killed him off so that the, to give the legacy characters, like, a little tiny emotional hook like
2: my my thing on i i mean like one if he's doing a show at least that's more interesting than the just grab bag tng characters especially because 7 of 9 is a character now and i don't even think she really was on yeah Voyage. yeah so at least that has more potential my my thing on like that death was like you know it's not weedon but i wanted legacy characters to die if you want weight you kill off one of the... One of, <laughs> if not all of them. I I it's was data, ready. They've done that them. a lot. <laughs> well, they've only done that with Data a lot. But. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. They've just, just, I've watched Data die twice. I don't know if I could watch him die again. <laughs> Fucking well, they... shoot me. But he was the <laughs> one good character. He was the one good thing. Everybody loved Shaw. Watch original shit.
2: <laughs> the last... 30 minutes, I'm just going, like, where are non-franchise shows and movies? Get the uh, weight off of here.
0: <laughs> Alright, now I'm yeah. officially done talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Um Yeah, no, the fact that earlier oh, in... Scare. Early in season three of Mandalorian, when, like, uh, uh, Carl Weathers wonderfully named Grief Carga, <laughs> offers him a plot of land and a little you know house to settle down in with him and raise his family and he's like and we're like we're meant to think like well that's tempting but he's a hero in the galaxy of course he's going to travel on." but the fact that he like at the end that it ends with him doing that is kind of beautiful like that if that's the one bit of character growth we get for din Djarin, that he would like to settle down and have a little place where he and his boy can just (laughs) <laughs> Groku can levitate frogs into his mouth all yeah. day while Dinjar yeah. looks lovingly on from the front porch of their little cabin. Like I love mm-hmm. that. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like through through watching Bo Katan, like he's figuring out like what he actually wants to do. Yeah. Um and 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 Paz Vizla, to an extent, you know.
3: Oh, who has man. his
1: son. Yeah, yeah. That stuff. And just kind of figure out, like, okay, well, what do I do? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, quite the art not for just a guy Isla who's gonna do season two yeah hell yeah <laughs> great season for him yeah um yeah I, I i like to i look forward to more uh i'm sad Andor is still over a year away uh
0: yes, yeah same
1: um um any other tv shows you want to mention i've watched like most of yellow jackets at this point um oh,
0: nice. yeah that was the only one i've got this is
1: i'm current yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm a few episodes behind. I'm yet. still
0: not up on Yellow Jackets, but feel free to discuss. It'll it'll yeah. probably be a while until yeah. I'm able to.
1: No, I mean I'm enjoying it.
0: Uh, it's it's cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, yeah. No, I Elijah Wood this season. I oh
1: have only seen him once because he he pops okay, up ah. in that second episode and like walks by Misty and you see yeah, that it yeah, yeah. yeah. No what. <laughs> Their chemistry
2: together is amazing. Just the uh, mm-hmm. two psychopaths <laughs>
3: having
2: having discussions and such. Like even even if the show is isn't doing other stuff, it's incredibly just watchable. I could watch them do it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really you know I don't like Mystery Box, but there's so much else that's working. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is, I'm not watching it because I need to know what the symbol is. Like
1: they'll explain it. It'll be fine. Whatever. Yeah. But
3: <laughs> like, it's,
1: um, well, I think that, you know, the way the show has itself set up where there's, you know, half the show is in the nineties when they're crashing the woods and half the show is in modern times when they're dealing with other stuff. Um, just brings up kind of an interesting, like, you know, well, how did you get from a to B and then B point B mm-hmm. is going somewhere else entirely. Uh, and yeah. so it's like, and it's because you you know you think you have some information you know at this point. Well, you know these characters live through it, but you don't know how many characters mm-hmm. live through it. You don't know if someone is just <laughs> going to pop up uh, in, in the modern times. Like, oh, this person also made it. They're withholding mm-hmm. that information. Uh, I I do hope that they have. Uh, an end point in mind and they aren't just like making up all this bullshit as they go along. Cause that's always dicey. That's, <laughs> that's,
2: that's where I'm at where I'm just sort of like, I'm enjoying it now, but it could end up bad. Yeah. <laughs> e- even, <laughs>
1: even, a, even a little bit in the, because there's, I don't know, like a, like a C D CD plot about like something supernatural happening in the woods okay. out there. And depending on how much they lean into that, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's also, like, a little exhausting when they have, like, mm -hmm. five storylines they need to track in both eras. And -hmm. it's just like, holy crap.
2: No, it could. (laughs) I mean, like, it's right at that line that I'm, I enjoy it because they do a good job of, like, I'm surprised that I could follow. I'm like, oh, okay, that's Ty. Mm -hmm. That's Ty. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, from scene to scene. yeah. From scene to scene, yeah. The supernatural thing, like is is worrisome but also feels very first season of true detective to me mm, too that's was true like yeah. that it worked yeah um and that new season looks great um like you're not up to yet but uh no. character comes in that i was just that i was waiting for and does like a very good job of matching up <laughs> like <laughs> amazingly well like okay. sometimes sort of like oh you guys uh, hung out a bunch <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> learned some mannerisms huh. sort of thing nice
3: um,
1: yeah but it's it's a cool show because it's it's interesting mm-hmm. and weird and yeah I can dig I can dig on that oh cool. yeah and I always forget how funny that show is just
2: mm. like I, th- I think that that bit with Christina Ricci just like slam slamming down votes on Reddit and just like yeah. her face screaming. <laughs> uh, uh, also, I guess Elijah Woodtie tie uh, this kind of makes me want to replay broken age
0: a lot. <laughs> I do, when I
1: hear his voice, it makes me want to. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. Like, That's what I thought
2: about.
0: Oh, yeah. I Well, after me and uh, after Julia declared Simon, the sorcerer on my little Amiga, one of her favorite games of all time. I've been dying to show her broken age because I feel like she would love it and she just couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. I I think because she had, I I don't, maybe it was the voice acting because it's Mm -hmm. such a, you know, I mean, they are the same kind of game. I just, i maybe it was better for her to imagine voices in her head.
2: Oh, sure. And then suddenly jump
0: 30 years ahead in time to a fully voice acted adventure game. Maybe that's too jarring. Mm. I don't know, but she dropped it like a rock.
2: Mm yeah that's i i mean there's a lot of cases that i mean if i can change especially for an rpg if i no offense to to voice actors uh but i'm (laughs) if i can like it just makes it more immersive for me frankly Mm.
0: you know yeah because you shouldn't have to be told unless unless it's yeah really really good acting yes that's (sighs) the thing yeah
2: like, it, it's it's when we, I don't I know, <laughs> we probably all had the same thing where, like, we heard Cowboy Bebop for the first time. And we're like, oh, that's what, like, <laughs> this is what dubs should be. I can actually listen to dubs now, where it was, like, automatic before. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's so rare to get, like, something.
1: You know, How is the then, pacing of Broken Age? Asks Chase in the chat, tra- Chase Everdyke. <laughs> that's fine.
2: Uh I remember enjoying it like it. I mean, I was playing it as they were coming
1: out. Well, right? it was only the two episodes. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. only the two. Right. Yeah. Well, having, having that having that break in between does help, mm-hmm. though. I mean, it has the pacing of a point and click adventure game. Uh, yeah. yeah for, for better or worse.
0: I would um, say and, having played uh, having played a 30 year old point and click adventure game and then immediately jumping to Broken Age, Broken Age feels downright brisk. And Mm -hmm. the puzzles are, you could say the puzzles are easier, but I would just describe them as not completely arbitrary and obstinate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are puzzles that make any amount of sense as opposed to zero. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Maybe that's it, actually. (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) we what?
2: Oh, just, I was able to get through it. Generally, Yeah. You know, especially older LucasArts games. I'm like game or, you know, I had to give up uh, loom. (laughs) That
1: was, you know, dig some so so many of the other ones. Yeah. Machinarium's a a game I got through. I really like Mm. that one. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Great music. Yeah.
0: And wordless. Right. I mean, machinarium's. Yeah.
1: They're robots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no. They do not have English language. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it's robot text. I think it's foreign language, okay. mm-hmm. right? Something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Made of language. It's been a while since. I, that was like an early uh, me getting into Steam game because mm-hmm. uh, I had it from a humble
3: bundle.
1: Hundreds of games. A humble bu- 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 bundle. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This was the. Hey, Wiese. Hey. Hey. Did you, did you see that New Evil Dead movie? Uh I did not. Did you? Okay. No, I didn't. I was I wanted to oh. hear your thoughts on it, if you'd seen it. It just came out this weekend, did it not? Or yeah. is it coming out this coming week?
2: Uh it's out. Yeah. Okay. Uh my my opinion is they're I don't know. It bugs me that they use the Evil Dead name because mm-hmm. tonally they're very different. Like I mm-hmm. I finally watched the 2013 one in the last like year and it's they're well-made well movies, and I've heard that this one's even better. It's just, they're not, like, funny. Mm-hmm. They're not made to be, like, a romp. They're made to be, like, a scary
1: Actual movie. horror, yeah. Yeah,
2: which, <laughs> totally cool. The first Evil Dead was aiming for that, but that's not the tone I want. <laughs> Evil Dead. Like, that's yeah. the th- like if this was called something completely different, I probably would have seen it by now. Mm. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, But I heard that this is, like, uh, kind of the best mesh of, like, what the 2013 one was going for, uh, as well as, like, a little bit more Raimi artistic, like, uh, visuals, anyways, Mm -hmm. on that. It's supposed to go hard. (laughs) This one's supposed to be super super gory, super mean. Uh, The whole ad campaign
1: is based on the cheese grater. So, that's where that movie is, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so. uh, at the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, yeah, I did see a couple movies uh, hey. this month. One oh, yeah, of them. I, I saw I one. one. You saw one, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, Dave, what'd you think of this movie?
0: Tim? Yeah. Against all odds. I, oh, God. I never, I never, hmm. never thought that I would be the person sitting here on this podcast defending the Super Mario oh, Brothers God. movie.
2: So when when do we bring Picard into this?
0: Get <laughs> <laughs> what for. And I have spent no th- see that's the thing I no you spent don't the have to defend it. Um. You don't have
1: to defend it because you know it's made a, it's going to make a billion dollars and clearly yeah, it doesn't care it. about
0: your opinion. <laughs> uh, it
1: does not need me to defend. It. Like yeah, and yeah, it's just <sighs> I I am I am the one person that, you know, well, actually, you know, the guy who works next to me, he also was, was not impressed by, it. but most people I'm like, yeah, that movie was shit. And they're like, what? And uh, yeah. it
2: depends who you're like, you're the yeah. one person I know that's either seen it or I don't know. I haven't heard D- Dave is the only <laughs> positive person I've heard. Yeah, I will say at this.
0: Point. Well, uh, I, <laughs> one of the most negative opinions came from your wife, Tim, uh, that I, yes. To oh, she fun.
1: hated it. Like we were, they weren't even like <laughs> down the pipe and she had texted me like this movie is garbage. And I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, just I'm like
2: way down the pipe.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, like I wasn't, you know, enthralled with it at that point, but I wasn't ready to set it on fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I've tried to put myself in, in that position because like, because that's how I feel about Picard. Mm-hmm. I, I've mm-hmm. tried to, myself in that vantage point and in fact sitting in that theater i was like you know i was angry at it i kind of went to see that movie begrudgingly because my kids were surprising Mm -hmm. i didn't know my kids were this big mario fans but they were dying Mm -hmm. to see it so when Mm -hmm. we got the chance and jan like suggested it out of the blue i was like well okay let's get it over with this is probably the time (laughs) and so i spent my entire viewing critiquing every choice every basically every directorial choice and mm-hmm. not being able to find fault with any of it and that's where yeah. i'm at how with you, this movie how do you feel about
2: any other illumination like
0: movies terrible and the because the okay. thing about illumination is is that they they take the dreamworks model and and run with it right all illumination movies are physical gag sarcastic reaction. Dance sequence to a pop song. <coughs> yeah, right? pop that's, song,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, we all nope.
0: know that's what Illumination does, and that is what I was expecting, and that's what I was really upset about. And so mm-hmm. to go in and, A, see it somehow not be that and have it merely mm-hmm. be a standard kids movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> Tim, I was looking for a fart joke. There was no fart joke. No, there was
1: no fart there joke. There was no, no... There was no, but... <laughs> but like they, they did still did the thing where it's like, okay, here, well, it's, you know, the, the, I guess, you know, fart jog, fart, fart jog, fart, jog. fart joke <laughs> is replaced by, here is a reference to the games. Okay. Like the most ham fisted, like throwing down this, like just here, look at it. Motherfuckers. Here's that reference. And oh, then, mm-hmm. da, 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 and then there is a sequence to a pop song. Um, <laughs> uh, in you yeah, it's just like, it's you know good clearly there's easter eggs in this movie there is fan service <laughs> oh yeah uh, in oh, yeah. this movie but it's like the way when and you know i'm not sitting here trying to clutch my mario pearls like oh my god they destroyed the sanctity of super mario brothers um by any means because it's like you know it's it's a simple story i'm just like annoyed at how like boilerplate, like all of the writing and the dialogue were just like, we are just, we are just, it's (laughs) when he walks up to the castle and the two toads are there and they're like, what, we're not gonna let you in. And the one toad turns to the other, like turns to the audience is like, Hey, look at this. And then he's like, your princess is in another castle and then pause. So everybody can laugh at the joke Cause that's from the games and everybody knows it. And then they just let him in anyways, but we're going to do <laughs> this thing. Sorry, Mario, the princess is in another castle. There we go. We did the joke. Um, I'm the, and that's not, the whole, yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, and I, it's, it's like, um, you know, uh, I was, uh, Dale, you know, I liked the moments of the score where it's like, oh, there's a recognizable theme from the games. And yeah. as Dale pointed out, like, name any point in the movie where one of those themes plays for more than 10 seconds. Um, and, and I
0: get his point, but I and, immediately disproved that. Like, I, yeah. I I went and listened. I put just pulled up the soundtrack on Spotify. And yeah, no, it, it, it's it's objectively it, not true. But I get his um, point. Yeah, but that is...
1: In in somebody and I was like, yeah, that sounds better. Right. It's like, oh, here's the thing you know, and now on to something else. Um, and somebody said to me, so he was like, oh, so it's like Ready Player One, and I'm like, oh God, it is. It's just like here's a re- here's something you remember, here's something that you know will get a pop out of you, and then just move on to the next thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like, you know, that's it. It's the whole movie.
0: All right, so I I. I totally like I I that that's I think the most valid criticism that I think you can level against this movie, and when I I let myself sit with that for a long time and tried to sort of piece together well what would have been the alternative choice, and here's
3: where <laughs> well here's where I'm at with
0: that. All right, <laughs> obviously. This movie did not get made because the guys who are the showrunners of Teen Titans Go decided we can tell the story of super mario brothers in a new mm-hmm. and exciting way that has never been told in the medium of video games that's not mm-hmm. why this movie exists it, it it is not because someone had the thought like i want to tell the subversive story of this singular highly specific version of mario you know like that's spider verse you know that is mm-hmm. well, i was going to say will teen titans go to the movies
2: If you take that formula, that's and now you have an interesting Mario movie because they're commenting on it because there's the that's the thing is like if you're just showing the reference versus having a point of view is what it sounds like. Like if you don't have a point of view on that reference and you're just showing the thing, then you're just
0: like boop, 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 then
2: you're just moving past it.
0: That. OK. Interesting. All right. That's an interesting point. Um, Hmm. Because I really I'm like just Teen Titans, Titans
2: Go. <laughs> yeah, I really like Teen Titans Go to the movies. That's that's why my brain was immediately like, well, because... And and like when I first heard the casting, especially with Chris Pratt, I'm like, oh, they're going to do a Lego movie. And Will Ferrell's in there somewhere, I think, too. I don't uh, think so. No,
3: he's Oh, not. no?
2: Okay. Mm. Well, just the Chris Pratt thing. But that same... I mean, like, Lord and Miller are magicians. That's a, yeah. that's a whole other thing. But... uh you kind of have to i don't know that world is so <laughs> we we've lived in the mushroom kingdom for so many decades at this point we've made all of those jokes it's it's the same stuff we ran into with extra honestly mm-hmm. whereas like we need to make jokes that people haven't made already or you're just kind of stating this thing
0: well, sure. So like you
2: need that meta, that meta you know kind of like pull back side
0: and if we were the target audience, if we were the sole target audience, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay. But, and, and, and this is not to say, this is not to hand wave every, all the eh, flaws by saying this movie is yeah. for kids, because that's not the goal either. The goal mm-hmm. is to take the essence of 40 years of Super Mario Brothers history and distill it into a narrative Mm -hmm. In You know, pulled from a game that famously just does not really have a narrative. You know, it's a very loose sort of, in fact, you know, it's one, arguably, it is one of the first games for which the narrative is emergent for the player. The story is not about what happens to Mario. It's about what you, the player, are doing. It's about your experience punching blocks and hopping on turtle shells. That's the emergent narrative. It's about what you did.
2: And so... Which is... why the Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoons worked in the, at least, at least in the serialized sense, where it's like, oh, okay, you know, I had this adventure in the, in the desert. You know, I had this yeah. adventure yeah. car racing or whatever.
0: And, and I would say, the, and I think yeah. the movie is at least as successful as the cartoon in terms of being inter- an interpretation of what you, the player, do in a Super Mario Brothers game. I think it's a real stretch to to argue mm. that this movie somehow falls short of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Um,
2: I don't know. I think the argument I've heard more is that it falls short of being a movie in a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what what is, if you were summing this up without the word Mario, <laughs> what is this movie?
0: It's a fish out of water adventure. In a magical land, it is it is <laughs> it is the, virtually the same plot as as many other films for young audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a fish out of water story about someone who is ordinary, who gets placed in an extraordinary circumstance and lives mm-hmm. up to that challenge because they choose to believe in themselves. Now I'm not I'm I mean that's that's every movie that is, yeah. That is well yeah that that's why Jim. it it's a movie
3: it hits that baseline
0: <laughs> it hits that minimum baseline and it doesn't okay. have to do All much right. more than that it does hit the minimum baseline it's got to accommodate <laughs> it, it the it it really has to it's the same sense in how Nintendo every time they make a sequel for a new system they're assuming this is someone's first Zelda game this is someone's first Mario game. This movie has to accommodate a swath of audience members for whom their first Mario game was Mario Kart 8 or or <laughs> or Smash. There's mm-hmm. the, Mario is so big and it's such a broad tent now that for a lot of people their main Mario game is one of the sub Mario series. And so for this movie to pull in it it kind of it <laughs> this movie's got to take a lot of boxes in order to meet those people where they are you know it's it's got a is it baseline mushroom kingdom platforming stuff card Mm -hmm. sequence and -hmm. there's a little bit of brawl in there there's a little bit of smash in there and it ticks those boxes because it kind of has to because that's what the audience knows it's got to show the audience those things and that's the references to me is Mm -hmm. simply the movie reflecting the audience's experience of playing a mario game If Mario was a narrative, if the narrative in Mario was important, then I could say the references were cheap. But because the narrative of Mario isn't important, it's the actions that are being done. I think you need those references in there to communicate to the player to reflect the experience of what Mario is. And I can't, again, I can't believe I'm in the position where this is yeah, where I'm, how I'm rational. I am the last person I ever thought would be taking this position. But when I really sit and think about it, I don't think there's any other choice, especially for the first Mario movie. Every other, narr- if, if, if there, you know, other inherently, and, and by the way, inherently narrative properties, I'm talking about Spider-Man is my main uh, uh, contrast here, because I think Spider-Man got the definitive, like, all-encompassing telling with Sam Rainey's version, like, and that was not an adaptation of any particular Spider-Man story, it was a very broad, like, we're just going to do the broad strokes of, this is the ad- the general attitude of Spider-Man, and that was 20 mm-hmm. years ago, and since then, there's been a lot of Spider-Man media to get us to the yeah. point where we could have a very highly specific viewpoint with something like Spider-Verse. Mario doesn't have that. Mario doesn't have that history, that context. There is not a whole body of narrative adaptations of Mario that we're Mm -hmm. ready to subvert yet. There's got to be a first step.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'm in the position of doing that thing again where I'm arguing a movie I haven't seen. So, (laughs) (laughs) it's not a
0: movie I will...
2: I don't know. I don't even know if I'll put it on when it's free streaming. But
0: I think it should like I think you should because I think it's worth analyzing. From I this. don't have I- a problem
1: with like the story choices or like you sprinkle in yeah. the Mario Kart there. Um I don't know. I think the whole going to get an army from the Kongs and do a brawl fight there is weird, but whatever. It's it's this nonstop it's the non shotgun of like the way it is constantly referencing something and pointing out that it's referencing something that is just exhausting uh, to me in watching this movie. It's like, you don't just get to like look at the thing and be like, I mean, some of the things because there's so much of it, but it's just yeah, like so. you know when Fred Armisen's Cranky Kong is yelling at the Kongs to shut to quiet down. He has to be like, and that means you too, Diddy Kong so they can cut to Diddy Kong and the other Kongs that you would recognize from Donkey Kong 64 sitting there. And then he grabs some bongos from the side just to, like, make sure we pack in every reference. It's that when they're walking, you know, Mario and Toad are walking through the you know, into the mushroom kingdom. And then there's the shop selling all the old items and they have to comment on this old whistle that maybe doesn't work anymore or whatever. It's, it's the just throwing it in. It just made it exhausting to watch. Like nothing about it, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it's supposed to be, I'm not saying like nothing made me pop. Like when I saw King Babam and King Boo, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Kings. Yeah. You know, uh, But mostly it just everything was just grating on me with the dialogue and the jokes and (laughs) everything that was happening. I didn't love the voices. I know people are just like, oh, Chris Pratt was fine. Just like at, at best. Yeah, it's. It just (laughs) rubs me the wrong way. Just hearing about him and Charlie Day trying to find their voices because, you know, they were cast before they had voices and didn't have to audition for the part or anything because, you know, that's just not how it works.
3: Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: And just like, you know, here's here's Charles Martinet getting to say, wahoo, he's jump man. Get it. He's jump man. Cause Mario used to be jump man. And there's a jump man arcade machine here in this pizza parlor. That's themed like punch out. And there's a guy from the wrecking crew who used to work the job that Mario and Luigi quit. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yeah. All what that. if you didn't know all that
0: stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, good for them. <laughs> I do. If- I do know that <laughs> you do. <laughs> But I, th- yeah. but it was telling to me, Tim, I think that you, the very first tweet that I saw you make about this movie was mm. you describing how you said, I'm sitting there with my son, and the minute there's a green pipe yes. on the screen, he <laughs> grabs me by the arm and says, Dad, he's going down a green pipe, just like in the game.
3: And well, I mean, then don't, make,
0: don't make kids movies
2: for adults. Then don't, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem with this era is it's selling it to them. I'm
1: not arguing. This isn't a bad kids movie. I did not have this argument with Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I didn't like it. Cause I thought the movie was fucking annoying. Um, yeah. And you know, the, 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 the massive eye roll whenever a licensed song played, Uh, hearing that the composer had to have an argument with someone at studio to not base the final scene around Van Halen's jump and that, no, (laughs) you need to use the superstar music. Like, let me do this. Don't do that. And
0: listen, I hate that shit too. And, uh, but you love this
1: movie.
0: (laughs) I didn't say I love this movie, but I, I think they made what are, I don't love the movie, but I can't find fault with, most of the choices in the movie.
1: I mean I understand why it it's the way it is. Um and it, it's how illumination makes their movies. Uh and I mean, criticism is always working backwards
2: anyways. Like you
1: you mm-hmm. felt fine watching it. You kind
2: of win, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you you had the good experience. Like that's it it's more kind of like justifying what to, you know, what was the problem?
1: <laughs> you don't have to justify why you liked it. Yeah. It worked. It's the yeah. longest hour and a half movie I've ever seen.
2: Uh,
1: you know, I thought it looked great. Uh, the art, you know, those colors are exploding off the screen.
0: I yeah, uh, I didn't like Mario's character design when I originally saw it, but seeing it in context of the rest of the film, it it I, I, I it didn't feel yes. odd to me. Super um, colorful, you know? Lots of that. Um, I, I had just seen Anya me. Taylor-Joy in The Menu a couple of nights before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I have- uh, yeah, well, I guess I've seen two movies then. Um, that's a delightful <laughs> film, by the way. Uh, that's it's just a, favorite. just a fun little film. Um, but, uh, I, uh, had, uh, I had a really good thought about this before. Uh, I, I ooh, think ooh. merely that, uh, oh, oh, that's yeah. it. That's it. If you, I think there's a risk if you draw these characters too specifically as well i think what the movie succeeded at in terms of i i think what especially the chris pratt casting <laughs> does for this movie is it kind of he, he's kind of just regular and, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day i have to land on the side of the fact that 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 that's kind of a plus uh as a storyteller i am usually a huge proponent of specificity um in this instance if you again, if you go too specific, then you are reigning in what it means to be Mario, who is a character who inherently is designed to be a broad cipher for the player. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, what is most important about, like, if you think about what is the defining characteristic of Mario, it you know, it is that. It's the fact, it's the reason why Miyamoto decided to make him a plumber. He is a working class, he's a working class person who is brave. The thing about Mario is that he chooses to do the right thing. I I think,
2: I think what's, what's tricky with anything that's been around this long is, you know, we all have different, I don't know. It's, it's, when I think of Mario, I don't just think of the game. Like, I think of the box art on the side. I think mm-hmm. of Captain Lou. I, th- You know, sometimes I think of Bob Hoskins, but not really. <laughs> but I more think of him as a vessel for fun rather than a vessel for, like, me. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy's fun. He's a big red dude jumping around, <laughs> having a blast. You know, he, he's, he's got a brother who's, who's scared of things. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's generally, like, everything... Miyamoto is always built for the best, like, fun you could have. So, like, draining him is kind of like taking the color out of it a little bit. But also, Mm -hmm. you know, in a movie sense, I, you know, I haven't seen it. But you, you do need somebody to let you into that world. And that is kind of hard if you're not introducing somebody that's not part of the Mushroom Kingdom. That's why there's so many, you know kid walked in and (laughs) like a kid could have fallen through the TV Captain N style. Yeah. And Ben your muscle, you know, that sort of thing. At least there wasn't that.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) No, but that's why I, I think for each of these characters, each of these characters were basically given one thing. They're pretty broadly defined, but like, you know, the, the, the thing about the princess is that she is a leader friend cares about her people. And again, that's a pretty broadly defined thing. But then you let Anya Taylor-Joy's acting and her the particular sound of her voice carry the rest. Uh, same with Seth Rogen. You know, the the the, the 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 one choice they decided to make about Donkey Kong is that he's kind of a conceited frat boy. And 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 I thought that that at was funny, point. and Seth Rogen pulled it off. It it is a single choice; they didn't add, and it was the, the and all that served to do was put him and Mario in conflict, and uh, mm-hmm. so that they could be frenemies, which again reflects the game. Like that is the most basic reflection of a truism about the history of the games. Well, my th- I mean,
1: like, hang on, uh, I have yeah, to go I yell at my child. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
2: I mean, my thing on adaptations are, you know, what makes the best movies? Like if it's not accurate, but it makes a good movie versus blah, blah, blah. And I'm in that again in that point where <laughs> at this point we're just cycling around things. That I know. I, I know. Seen.
0: I see what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what I think this is is like <laughs> I wouldn't, like, yeah, and and its audience. It it doesn't excuse it by saying this is good for a kids movie, but I think it definitely mm-hmm. succeeds as, as as being a not even an all ages movie, but a movie for people with all experiences with Mario, and I think that mm-hmm. you know because you can make an all ages movie that is a much smarter movie than this. I I think that's
2: the thing, and that's what I've heard other people say, too, is, like, this came out at the same time as so many kids' movies that are working for all ages. You know, Mm -hmm. it came out, like, a month after, like, Puss in Boots, you know, where you're just sort of, like, they, you know, went all out in that movie, like, which is kind of wild. Yeah, Puss in Boots is pretty good. I
0: I finally got to see Puss in Boots. It was pretty good.
2: Like, I didn't think it was as good as people were like raving, but like yeah. the fight traction on that is like super
0: good. But, uh, um, interesting choice you know, how that pr- why they decided to like have the like stick the frame rate down to like 20 or yeah. to 16 or 18, whatever they decided to do during the fight sequences. It's the I,
2: I mean, I've been calling it the Sony style, but like stylistically, between like Spider Verse, that mm-hmm. a lot of. Uh, arcane, I think, um, where like the drop frame rate is an artistic choice rather yeah. than just like a deficit. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> it just uh, I don't know. Like like Mario Movie already starts like in a deficit of feeling like a cold, you know, cash grab of mm-hmm. a movie.
3: Yeah, it exists for financial <laughs>
2: reasons.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that's um but i also i mean i i just think knowing that i get with this huge constraint that it's got to be an adaptation that is more successful at being an adaptation than the hoskins like legwasamo film
2: <laughs> well it's i mean that's we're doing art versus business right cuz that's the thing it's like yeah. that movie is is geared to make money like you you don't risk things which is why hollywood doesn't Take risks Mm. and because you know, you know, a Mario movie that people aren't too upset about is gonna make a lot of money. Like they didn't have to do much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's and that's the thing, is that this movie does not do too much. Mm Because if they had gone, and that's where I where I land ultimately is that if they had gone too much in any direction, uh uh they would have alienated someone. And so (laughs) that's
3: good art. It is (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 not good art, but it didn't make me mad.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I just
1: realized I was muted. I was about to say this is about other people's happiness This is about mine. Yeah, (laughs) they go in another direction. Maybe I would be happy.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying I'll watch Adventure Time, you know, (laughs) Adventure Time. is kind of like watching my Mario and Zelda movie at the same time. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to like the movie for everybody else to like it and for it to make a bajillion dollars. Um oh yeah. And there's gonna be oh. there's gonna be <laughs> lots more where this came from.
3: Yeah. For Whenever I look sure. at those,
1: like, <laughs> what has made the
2: most money lists, I'm always like, oh, I like number nine, maybe. Or, <laughs> you know, something towards the bottom, perhaps. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, I, yeah
1: I don't I yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what's on the top tippy top of that list but then it's like yeah then you realize that oh all the despicable me and minions movies make so much money and you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah they know what they're doing yeah i'm sure yeah I, i'm trying people i i swear they're trying to make the toads into like the new minions that they can spin off into their oh. own little toad movie and yeah That's, people don't I, believe I, me I'm, and i'm like I'm
0: not, yeah. yeah no i didn't get that <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i well, well they're so cute dave they're so cute i don't know i think
0: but, what the ones... they're, but they don't speak a gobbledygook language that is no, easy to um, um, sell to global markets. No. You uh, mean and, like the
1: rabbits?
0: What? Yes. Like the Yeah. Because they're the same. <laughs> yes, Yeah. I mean, you know, that is also the reason why those movies are largely physically comedy physical comedy based. You know, it's it's because mm-hmm. it's fucking easy to translate to sell in mm-hmm. other markets. Um, and, and again, that was my biggest fear with this movie is that Everything would be reduced to basically just slapstick gags, uh, and uh, and and making characters do wacky things. <coughs> and I was Dude. that it cleared that bar impressed me. <laughs>
1: <sighs> he yells blue We've shell served. before he turns into a blue shell. Come on,
0: <laughs> yes. do the video. Oh, that was somebody, piece. though. Who, oh, it was it was the guy that plays Robin on Teen Titans Go. Oh. Yeah. So it was just him having a cameo. Because, oh. yeah. Carrie Payton uh, is the Penguin King, um, voice of Cyborg. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if Tara Strong contributed any additional she, voices. I think she was in there somewhere. I think she was in there somewhere, yeah. But,
1: um. The other movie I saw was yeah. the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, ah, I hear that's a
3: ton I of fun. See
1: that. Yeah, that is a ton of fun. It is, good. It's, it's good. It's good to hear. It's, it's, it, it's a great, you know, mm-hmm. fun swashbuckling movie uh, with, yeah, in, in the Dungeons and Dragons universe that, yeah, mm-hmm. every, all, all the actors are, you know, charming and having a great time in the roles. Yeah. Um, I'm always she, scared with comedies where like enough people are coming back saying it was really good.
2: And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, is this going to yeah. be uh, Zoolander too? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> or Zoolander. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. Well, I don't think it was like hilarious, but it's like, you know, the jokes land and they still have like mm-hmm. tender moments and, and enough heart in between, you know, driving the characters. Um it's like, you know, we're not we're not here having a wacky scene in the Dungeons and Dragons universe because, you know, the 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 big, tough barbarian character happens to be, you know, or was married to a halfling. It's like, no, there's there's like a tender moment there. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny and weird, sure. but it's just like, yeah, no, they, so they, they had a relationship that mattered. Gag. What's yeah, that? Earned. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So they don't drop exactly. their character for the joke. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um,
2: it's
1: got the better Chris yeah it's got <laughs> the better Chris <laughs> the he Chris
2: war
1: <laughs> yeah. Chris uh, war. yeah yeah yeah. it has a character that you know is doing the Drax thing of not understanding you know jokes and stuff of course Who's uh, that? <laughs> Um that uh, what's his face from the show that was on Netflix that made everybody horny um, hang on oh, I don't remember name? the guy's name
0: yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> horny
1: yeah, it was like, uh, nope, not him. Regis Sean Page.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, what from Bridgerton, the, the, the show that made
1: everything. Uh, yes. that horny show.
0: That's a oh, horny yeah, that. show.
1: Okay. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, made yeah people people ladies Ooh. very horny for this man. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a good name. <clears throat> yeah, he's I never like
2: saw a, Game Night, but I heard Dungeons and Dragons being compared to Game oh. Night. Bit, just in the structure.
0: I
3: either.
2: I've, I've, that was one that was supposed to be surprisingly good and that was another one where because it was actually a studio comedy which is like great an original studio comedy but oh, also yeah. i'm star- i'm always scared to give those money <laughs> 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 but yeah apparently in the same vein though if you're after something tonally, <laughs> totally totally mm-hmm. like that but exactly
1: yeah, cool. My, my, my kid did not like that one as much. Oh, uh, nah. But uh yeah. Oh well. But he <laughs> well he he did it. His 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 favorite part was 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 a mimic, uh a, a treasure chest uh-huh. that you know tried to bite somebody. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, I heard Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and otherwise yeah, that, that was a good movie. Yep.
2: Oh I've I have no no new ones this month. I was gonna try and get to see Bo is Afraid today, but it is cold and I am not biking there. <laughs> um, but I did see uh, Ant-Man on Disney Plus with the ASL interpreter because oh. they put that up and oh. I've been re like teaching myself that shit. So it's wow. super cool to see like one, I hope they do that for all of them. Two, it made that movie better <laughs> for me. Frankly, like during, during the stuff that does not work and yeah. I can just kind of look over there, it gives my brain something, something else to do. do. Um, uh, but it, it did like kind of emphasize, like, especially for, I, I think that was the perfect movie to do it on. Cause it was a comedy. Um, uh, it's kind of an off, <laughs> it's kind of an off one. It's, it's not like a thousand things going off at once. Um, and yeah, uh, the villain is so forget so forgettable of that movie. I don't know if you ever saw that one day.
0: No, no. Um, no. Well, you're you're talking about the uh Jonathan Majors, right? Uh no.
2: Uh Oh, I thought you were talking no, about the newest I, I Ant Man. Uh, no, this is Ant-Man the First. Oh. Uh, yeah. So this was their the first one that they put up with the ASL was f- assumably f- to get people to watch Quantamania. Mm. Uh oh, okay. But so I was going back to the OG. No, that that villain is Darren Cross. Remember Darren Cross? So I, and I
0: remember Darren he, Cross.
2: He's the same villain Marvel used a lot in that it's the competitive corporate person that's trying to steal the suit.
1: And uh, is in Quantumania.
2: He is in Mania. <laughs> oh, he's MODOK. Oh, OK, well. You know what? He's got a face for it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what everybody said. Everyone was like, "Oh,
1: right. right, that guy."
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen Quantum and all the Jonathan Major stuff has just been so sad yeah. <laughs> that, like, was my main draw for Quantum So, yeah, has
1: that gotten worse? Is that uh, that stuff yeah. about, um, more
2: more people have come forward. Like, it's uh, it's definitely he's been very, dropped by he's all of his agents. From, and- pretty much everything except for Marvel so far. Like he's, he's going to be recast. Like I know he's Kang. They yeah. Have to. He's the centerpiece of like the next yeah. 15 movies. Yeah. Audiences are going to have to, I mean, like I know I've said the same thing with Ezra Miller and DC's being stubborn about that, uh, which is unfortunate, but
1: yeah. I the know the movies this- that they're not canceling forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. This, this is, I mean, I'm just picturing Marvel having hell days, like, every single day since Mm -hmm. all of this broke. Because, yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. Like, it's it's in the news enough that people are, like, paying attention to it, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: was yeah. just became a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if his name keeps coming up, then it sinks in that there's something wrong with this guy, regardless of where the story ends. Cause I think yep. when we talked about it last month, like it, it had like just news had yeah. just broken. So it was kind of yeah. like, well, okay, like, how's this going to go? But then when I search him again, it's like, Oh, there's stories from like two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. Like, Oh,
0: there's <laughs> been consequences. <laughs>
1: yeah. Consequences. Like even,
2: yeah, it, it was just, like, a lot... Once it broke, like, it was... There was an immediate flood of people going, like, oh, thank God, because, yeah. like, this was bad. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. What, but the... Yeah, the ASL Ant-Man is cool. <laughs> 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 I know that's not for probably anybody listening to this, but uh, it, it's, it's a cool trend, too, especially, like, I don't know. I, I feel like... Uh, ASL has kind of been more and more part of like, especially like since Eternals and I feel like there was another project in there, uh, that, uh, yeah, just kind of a regular part of the movies and the, the MCU. Oh, in, was-
1: uh, Hawkeye. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Man, that comic was good. Yep. That's sure, all right. <laughs> <It was good. laughs> yeah. True and true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I think I'm the the least. Well, maybe Dave's less Marvelly than me these days, <laughs> but uh, I was into the Marvels trailer because uh, yeah. I really liked Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. just sort of I was really into that. Uh, yeah. Nia Nieta Costa directing. Um, her her Candyman wasn't like a home run, but her direction is mm-hmm. super. Oh, dumb, kind of. that's what she did. It's Candyman. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, she did yeah, the... a move
2: before that that's supposed to be. Very good. I have not seen, but yeah. So that's cool. Seeing, seeing her shot at that. I, uh, you know, I (laughs) don't have a lot of love for captain Marvel, the first film. And I feel like it kind of is redeeming that character a bit. My hope will be cool. Turn that around a little bit. haven't been excited for a Marvel like trailer in a long
1: time. So that one kind of like stood out. Yeah even guardian sad to say oh yeah yeah well, no zero was just commenting and we like the marvels trailer but the did not care for the secret invasion trailer which oh i don't yeah. know i'm kind of interested because i don't know what that show is going to be but i i i'm inclined to agree with 0 there and just like yeah well i didn't get anything out of that trailer but you know i'll probably watch it because that's what i do um <laughs> Yeah, what's that line? You know, it's it's the same way I am with Marvel Comics and that I kind of read the little things that I do and then maybe occasionally dip into the bigger stuff, um, mm-hmm. though, the movie, you know, it's one movie to watch. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to watch Guardians, of course. <laughs> but, you know, I'm more interested in in the Marvels or, or other weird things that might come along.
2: Like I want to I, I mean. Back to you know, the the emotional stock. like I really enjoyed that first Guardians. Mm-hmm. and I would love to have those emotions come back and not feel afraid mm-hmm. or cheap, you know mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know this the second movie. I'm I wanted to like so much
1: <laughs> like I liked it more the second time I just wish it was shorter really they could I feel like they could have just cut some of that shit down and it would be better um, it's, it's a funny thought I had like when the last couple months because you know everyone's Marvel exhausted in, in varying degrees at this point it, it feels like and and people have been pretty down in general on everything since, uh, end game or infinity war or black Panther, depending, uh, you know, (laughs) pick pick your poison. Uh, but mainly like the last two years, like from black widow forward, uh, with, with, with moments of of grace. And I was kind of thinking back like early on and I'm just like, you know, not a lot of those early movies were like spectacular. It was like, you know, iron man really hit Avengers really worked. We really like captain America. um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, Iron Man 2 wasn't great. Thor was okay at best. Incredible Hulk was, I was like, and, you know, most like in phase two already, I, you know, on this very podcast, you could sort of go back a decade and hear us like <laughs> being like, man, all these phase two movies feel like they're just building to something else and nothing's really hit other than Guardians of the Galaxy um, and Iron mm-hmm. Man 3, which will be the, you know, we are the people that love that movie and didn't care <laughs> yeah. as much about Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing about having saturation,
2: whereas if all this stuff was trimmed down and it was, you know, like three that work and two that don't, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. It's like there's, you know, TV shows I haven't seen and, and like movies I haven't I guess just quantum mania at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot
1: of, you know, like those did you I mean, watch was- Eternals or did you forget it existed?
2: Oh, no. I, I watched Eternals, but I forgot a lot of it. And <laughs> I
1: enjoyed Eternals yep, more
2: than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there there's a lot of stuff that was fun in there. Mm-hmm. And I love Doctor Strange. You know, yep. I've, I've rewatched <laughs> Doctor Strange 2 more than maybe any of them since the first Avengers, really, oh. at this point. Yeah. But, but that, first, that first run, at least, like... Though what was exciting was those was movies
3: fresh different. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What well, was fresh and like each one of them felt like a different piece. Mm-hmm. So when you got to Avengers was just like, oh, how are these going to fit together? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now yeah. they all feel like the same thing. So it's yeah. it's not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. There are four Grimlocks.
1: What fun is you <laughs> know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Grimlock's
1: great. We love Grimlock.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. What else is going on? Any other movies
0: or things? Uh, you know, I mentioned that I did. I did catch last year's uh, The Menu, and mm-hmm. uh, okay. that yeah, uh, that is a movie for me and Darren Demarco and Brett Vanderbrook to uh, just. It it is a dark parody of our foodie leanings. Um, you know, it is. It it takes place at the kind mm-hmm. of restaurant that the kind of obnoxiously pretentious restaurant that I, in fact, would die to get to go to. <laughs> and I would go, gu- I would go gu- gush and fawn over it just as much as the fucking pretentious characters in the movie. So just as, as a satire, uh, uh a dark satire, Uh, It works really well for me because I am exactly the type of person that this movie is skewering. So uh, I, I I got a lot out of it. I think that's no. It's seen even in back to
2: saturation as much because I want to see it. I'm just kind of oversaturated with the uh, class comedy on a boat, (laughs) like on a (laughs) movies Mm -hmm. like. Like I really liked uh, Glass Onion. I didn't love Triangle of Sadness as much as I wanted to, and the menu came out around the same time, so it was like <laughs> that's my so only
0: hesitation like, of for Triangle of Sadness is is thank yeah. you for putting it better than my brain could articulate.
2: A lot of pe a lot of people really liked it. Uh, I I think like the second act is really really fun. I liked his his the movie he did before it a lot better. The um, Force Majeure, which was...
0: Oh, uh, oh, that's the person that did Force Majeure.
2: That person that did Force Majeure Ah. that was uh, remade in the US uh, that nobody saw because it sounded like the most bland movie. Well, they took all the fun out of it with Will Ferrell and Julia Louise Dreyfus, which should be a hoot.
3: But... uh, (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it, it has a really, really weird... Third act, like it. It is like each of the three acts are pretty separate. um And I'm, I don't know. I liked, I liked that they were different. It just like it lost all the momentum for me after like things shifted. So, I don't know. Woody Harrelson's fun. <laughs> He's in there, but bitch, he didn't yeah.
0: wear a fucking mask either.
2: Oh, really. Uh, uh, White White Lotus was the other one where yeah, I'm just sort yeah. of like, oh man, all of these class on the beach movies <laughs> 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 on a beach on a boat. All right, well,
3: yeah, I don't
2: yeah. really. Have... Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I was gonna you, say, you guys <laughs> play uh, what? Yeah, we didn't do a video. All no. I played was Legacy Two, so I've got yeah. that. Um, Saw so you, yeah, put like 25 hours into
2: it. I didn't even look at the hours at this point. <laughs> I mean, like. I do I do prefer the first one mm. uh, just in that I felt like the progression felt like the right pace, mm. whereas there's so many options in this one uh, that I'm just kind of like, oh, I have this giant board of things to put my money into. I'm level like a hundred and something, and I still mm. haven't beat like level four. What game mm. we talking um,
3: about?
1: This is Rogue, uh, Rogue Legacy
2: 2. Ah,
0: Rogue Legacy 2. All
2: right. Um. But also, yeah, it looks great, feels really good.
1: Uh, designs are like six hell. It's for the one the area that is like up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like I've I beat the
2: first form of the boss.
1: Yeah. Uh, that boss is a motherfucker, if I recall.
2: Um, like, it sucks because the second form is a pansy.
1: I just like I was. All of my oh, that bullshit. Okay, I just remembered yep. what goes on yep. there now. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> and also, I th- I
2: think my problem, too, is that the chef is so much – or the cook is so much better than all the other classes. Like, like the second it comes up, like, yeah. I'm going to – like, yeah, it's a – tack- I- <laughs> has- you, know, you have fire yes. damage. Yes. Yes. Automatic. yes. You have healing automatically.
1: <laughs> like, I, I am pretty sure when I finished the game, I was a chef. I, I, it took me a while to come around on the chef. It's, it's definitely ah, my, my top tier of, uh, of character mm-hmm. classes in that game. Yeah. There no, was other I, ones I really like though.
2: No, I like the uh, the, I don't know, Valkyrie, whatever it is. It's very strong, very fun.
1: Um, like those, I like the Gunslinger.
2: I like the Gunslinger. I like the Bard more than I expected.
1: Um, I did not like the Bard, if I recall. It's hard. <laughs> you, <laughs> it, it felt like playing Bridget in Guilty Gear
2: a little bit to me, where it's like setting up traps more than anything else. Um, yeah. So the Bard's thing is you're shooting out notes, but when you uh, jump attack off of those notes, they do incrementally more damage, and that builds up. Mm-hmm. your combo to do like an attack after that so you're kind of like setting pieces in the stage mm-hmm. and stuff like that but, but either thinky. or not- yeah I'm I'm not using a ton of different classes I guess is my thing and I, I had more fun with the uh, personality uh, traits the, <laughs> the stuff from the uh, you know your your pluses or minuses in the first mm-hmm. Rogue Legacy now now i'm kind of more looking for like oh am i getting coin is this character strong versus like what what's the funny thing
1: <laughs> Doing uh, i did i did prefer the second one Um, uh, but i will i do remember there being like distinct humps where i would just like stop making progress and then i would get pet over the hump and then i would make a ton of progress very quickly yep, yep. um and then i'd run into another wall but
2: <clears throat> yeah
1: i mean it's still great great for the money yep. Oh yeah, and it's
2: that's the thing is it's comparing it to a game that felt you know nigh perfect at the time. So, yeah, they're great, awesome. uh, especially for me that does not play roguelikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, great entry into that genre.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: um, so I up, I I got. Uh, I have only played a, a couple things because I've been pretty focused on what I've been playing the past uh, month. Uh, outside of review games, I did get uh Bayonetta origins Orig- ah. origin hmm.
3: uh yeah.
1: yeah I just origins. finished that yesterday. yeah, I really like that game that game was oh, like oh. re- like okay. v- sneaky, very good uh with everything that it's doing because you know it kind of you know it's a bayonetta spin-off game hmm. it was announced like five months ago uh just kind of yeah, slid out there
2: Got um, no that was like
1: yeah. <laughs> And, I, it, I just kind of got it because I kept having the ad pop on YouTube, and I was like, "Man, that game looks really pretty." Um I'll just grab that and check it out. And uh, yeah, like his, the gameplay of it is you're controlling little girl Bayonetta Cereza and you're controlling this demon that she's summoned into her stuffed cat Cheshire and you control, it's one of those things where you control Bayonetta with the left stick and all her actions are on the left side of the controller and Cheshire's controllers control, you know, control them with the right stick and all his inputs are on the right side of the controller.
3: You're so not. you kind
1: of have to do both at once. Yeah. It's not the only game that's done this kind of thing. Um, yeah. uh, but it's, it's not like a common Mechanic, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, and you're going through this you know, labyrinthine forest, uh, solving puzzles, fighting fairies, but you know, nothing is too complicated. Uh, and which is besides the fact that it has lots of like accessibility sliders to make the game easier if you need it to, but yeah, it was just like the combat felt cool with controlling both characters. Uh, like you know, there was not an overwhelmingly not an overwhelming amount of stuff to do like you know you could keep track of it so that you could concentrate on controlling two characters at once um do they use it for
2: puzzles or do they uh that not that kind of game what was the what usually puzzles that, usually i i attribute like that kind of control to more mm-hmm. of a puzzle game but i didn't think of that game was a puzzle game, you know, like yeah. two brothers or mm. something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, there are puzzles, but I don't think I wouldn't say it's like puzzle heavy. There mm-hmm. are, you know, moments where you have to kind of like think of things, but you only have so many options, um, that, you know, I wasn't getting stuck on any of them. I was making steady progress, which is also always a good thing in a game. Cause if I start getting stuck, then I, you know, right. Eh. Um, <laughs> Or and especially in something like if the puzzles start becoming like overwhelming, but it's just more like kind of adventure puzzly finding your way through the forest and using your different abilities and fighting some guys. Uh, My my like one bone to pick with the game is, you know, you have an upgrade tree uh, literally and you gain currency to spend on skills, but some skills are gated by finding these other items which require you to like backpack backtrack and like explore side areas. And that force is already confusing enough as it is. I did not want to backtrack. So, uh, at a certain point, getting currency was useless because every Ah. skill was gated. Like I only got the ones that they just give you to introduce you to the item. Hmm. Actually, maybe one other one. Like I was kind of like, Oh, but I just never wanted to like go back to other areas and get lost, finding them. And it didn't end up mattering. It didn't stop me from getting through the game. Um, (laughs) I mean, it would have been. It would have been <laughs> cool. It, it would have been cool to have some new abilities there, you know, <laughs> at, yeah. at a certain point. But I was like, it didn't stop me from. You you get enough tools to, to, get through the encounters they give you without much trouble. Um, so yeah, it's a fun <laughs> game, and you know, it just looks great. Music's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, the art is fantastic in it. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I'm
2: more interested in that than three. Personally. It's better than three. It's
1: yeah, yeah. it was, it was a much more interesting game than Bayonetta three. Unfortunately. Um, other than that, oh. um, you know, still playing final bar Line. still, you know, mm-hmm. so many, so many musics. And of course I got some DLC. Um, <laughs> I played a I lot went
2: to of, or and uh, got a pin so that I could play my play date again.
1: Yeah. That was oh, about oh, it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, just that's
1: like, to me a couple times. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's uh, well because usually I haven't had to do like the reset before, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything that could reset this. In that yeah, I house. don't, I don't have a paperclip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: those two new games were fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually I've only played Recommendation Dog. I, oh, that, I don't yeah. remember if I played the other one, but yeah, I liked Recommendation Dog. Uh, yeah, it's the the mechanic title. of that. Well, you're trying yeah. to fill like temp jobs by looking through your little Rolodex and that's what yep. you're. Yeah, it's it's great. You're you're just oh, a that's... dog. It's not yeah. about being a dog. It's just you happen to be a dog working at a temp agency recommending people for jobs. Perfect. I was sad when that was over. Uh, yeah. That was the one game that I made it to the end of. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have not as of yet. I, I just I love something I love about the Playdate is all of the games have this very weird energy to them. Mm-hmm. And that they're just like just being off the wall with both like the ideas and the settings that I really appreciate. Like they're all on the same page. Uh yeah. and and it's great. Um it's I think the-
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yep. played a played a bunch more Dead Cells, uh playing around with the Castlevania DLC, which is cool. Uh, but my god has vampire survivors taken over my whole fucking house um after <laughs> one faithful night when Lauren was trying to figure out what to play on the on the Xbox cuz she usually just browses Game Pass and she's like should I should I try Vampire Survivors um and she played for about 3 hours in her first sitting uh it yeah bravo and and so that got me back into it and then a DLC just <laughs> dropped for it and you know Richard's playing it again he's he's been playing it steadily Uh, but yeah, now I'm back on it. So like literally we'll be sitting on the couch. Lauren's playing on the TV. Richard's playing on the iPad. I'm playing on the steam deck. We're all playing (laughs) vampire survivors.
2: (laughs) Here's a fun, fun question for you, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, my answer is whichever goes on sale first, but you know, I, I got myself a new TV because Mm my, TV died uh, and it's the future and I can just order one and it shows up. <laughs> um, but I'm going, do I get a PS five or do I get a steam deck? Ooh. And that's the thing. So, and if I get a steam deck, I'm buying, you know, a 4k player separate. So of course that's mm. a separate charge. That's kind of, mm. kind of the thing, but also there's a lot of rumors about a PS five slim coming, and maybe that'll drop the price of the disc system.
1: I don't so, think that's going to happen. Because, nope. okay. no, and, you know, I've heard them talk about this on the giant bomb cast a lot because, you know, these rumors keep cropping up uh, mm-hmm. and that like in reality, you know, there's the system is still selling out. They are increasing the price in other markets and subtly increasing the, mar- the price in the U.S. by constantly bundling it with a game that you may or may not want oh, and charging 550 bucks.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what got me because I saw that there was a sale and I'm like, great. And they're like bundled with a digital game for the same price, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... So that... I don't
1: think a Slim is happening, and I don't think there's going to be, like, a big price drop. Yeah.
0: I I have heard the same rumors, and while I didn't hear listen to the same reasoning against it on Giant Bomb, what, what I hope is that those rumors are fueled by a, a new, cheaper manufacturing process with parts mm. that are easier to source so that they can keep more of them on shelves i think that's mm-hmm. sony's primary yeah. incentive uh to mm-hmm. to create a product like that is something that, that, that they can even if they ended up selling it at the same price is the thing you know yeah. I, I don't I, I think it is equally likely to happen uh, it, it's the price drop i think that is maybe dubious because if they yeah. <laughs> they just need a better you know uh more manufacturing lines um more reliable yeah. manufacturing yeah. process but you, gosh that's a real good question um, right, because <laughs> they're
2: like similar price and yep. Um, you know, Steam Deck has the video out. Steam Deck mm-hmm. uh, has the emulation side. PlayStation has the
1: you know disk drive. As Pure said, fidelity, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. for games, yeah, yeah, I, it, and also the library,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Between the two of those, I, I would right. lean on the side of Steam Deck. Um, that's kind of where
2: I'm at.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But also. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, what was funny was cause I was, I, I looked at, you know, what would be available, uh, if I got, you know, PS5, PlayStation plus all that. And of course there were, you know, maybe 10, 12 games that I would play, but it's also stuff like control, you know, that's like mm-hmm. a generation ago yeah. that I could play on like literally anything, you know, Yeah. yeah. very few like modern, you know, it was basically the yakuza games that was like mm-hmm. the biggest draw where i'm like
1: oh those are all there yeah though yeah. so they are on steam you know of course and i'm sure but, they'd play fine uh cool. i will say um <laughs> that yeah i i mm-hmm. that's tough uh i mean the video output of the steam deck is is it there is like a cap on it there, there's uh-huh. some weirdness with it you know but um you know probably okay. for for a lot of things i mean a lot of things look just great on the on the Steam Deck when I was playing that what Kana and the Bridge of Spirits, which is you know uh, kind of a yeah. B tier game that came well a B game I don't want to say B tier but you know it was like a forty dollar release and you know just looks great, uh, and you know that ran great you know ran down my battery great as well, um, but I I've been. One of my challenges in, in like the last few weeks is, you know, the Resident Evil 4 remake came out. And after playing the demo a bunch of times, I was like, shit, I do want to play this fucking game again. God damn it. Um, but the problem is that, you know, nobody in my house is about yeah. having horror stuff on the TV. So it's tough for me ah. to find time with the TV to sit there and actually play the game. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, you know, I was like, oh, right. I own a Steam Deck. Uh, let me load up the demo and see how it runs. Um, and I was like, "Eh," <clears throat> uh, <laughs> cause I, well, I had played in, and, and maybe it would have felt, it, it just looked kind of like, I mean, this is, you know, the highest of high end games that's coming out right now. Let's, let's be clear. Um, and it still ran for sure. It would have been playable, but comparing the fidelity on that screen co- to my ps5 on a 4k tv it just looked right. so muddy and i'm just like man this is this is why i own a ps fucking five um and then i you know i got the ps5 version this week and i've had the chance to play through chapter one um mm-hmm. <laughs> which happened this afternoon while well, while well, everyone was out of the house but you know it looks great but that that's like the one thing i've tried to run on the steam deck that hasn't worked i know people have played elden ring on there uh, which, you know, did have a last-gen version. I don't know if Resident Evil 4 does. Uh, I don't think it does, no. I don't think it does. Um, so, yeah, it's like if... The thing is, that the Steam Deck is going to give you access to, like, 95% of what you could play on a PS5. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Like, what's getting left out is... Is the the highest of you know probably the stuff that's like PS5 exclusive that was made for PS5, um, sh- which is Sony first party stuff by the way, uh, yeah. that you know may have you know I bet I, you could probably play Miles Morales on that thing. I was just gonna say, yeah. I was, like
2: my first thought <laughs> is like I could probably play Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Do I? I mean, like I know God of War and Tomb Raider are supposed to be good, but they're not my like biggest. Player. Yeah you're not going to like God of War. They <laughs> just cut to the like, chase there. Was, yeah. <laughs> like when that, when I saw that bundle, I was just like, Oh, like a uh, black flag. Sure. I'll play that as much as I did. Assassin's Creed black flag. <laughs> that was bundled with everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 so it, it's, you know, and, and that's the, you know, because you texted me about this like last week, and I was just like, well, yeah, you know, it, PS5 would open that door to like that catalog and stuff, but Steam Deck would also open that door to a lot of that catalog, and Sony is porting a lot of their games to Steam now, and usually yeah. they're garbage fires when they first land, but they get there eventually. <laughs> um Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, you know, most everything is third-party mm-hmm. <laughs> Um most yeah, there, there's plenty of third, there's more than a fucking third-party games to you know coming out at any given time. So and yeah, and then you have the whole emul- easy, you know, portable emulation side of it too. But uh, yeah. yeah,
2: that is that is the most tempting. Like at this point, yeah. as I, like if I get a big sale on either one, I'll probably snap on it.
1: Well, it is when they did the spring sale last month, they had Steam decks for like ten percent off.
3: Yeah. yeah, so
1: I imagine we'll do that again for the summer sale. I bet you it'll probably be. Mm-hmm. 10 percent. all right later zero uh it'll probably be 10 percent off again um and i
3: hear it's
0: real easy to upgrade the uh hard drive inside so mm-hmm. if you
1: so choose if you so choose i i got the mid-tier one which is like 550 mm-hmm. um yeah that's, and, whatever. and that that has whatever size that one is i think it's a 200 or 120, maybe that one's 256 and the next one up is 512. Um, Cause I know a lot of people were like immediately like, ah, I'm putting a terabyte SSD in here, yeah. which, you know, you still have to pay for that hard drive and right. put it in there and take apart this expensive electronic. And you have to do, you do have to take apart like the whole thing
3: yep.
1: uh, to put it in there. Um, but, you know, I put in a gig uh, micro SD card for, and that is, I installed all of my emulation stuff to that. Um, mm-hmm. all my emulators, all the ROMs are all on there. Uh, I have more space available on the SSD on the steam deck itself than I do on my emulation. One gig, like it, it's plenty of room for, yeah. like, unless yeah. you're uh, some psychopath who, which there's many of them who have to try to install every single game. They might play on there at any given well, time.
2: I, yeah. <clears throat> I never worry about that because mm-hmm. I'll just delete stuff. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. On my
1: Switch. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people crow about the one terabit on the on the PS Five. Like that, I sometimes I bump onto I bump up to it, and I go and I look. I'm like, oh yeah, I have like a bunch of shit that I'm not playing right now. I just didn't delete, 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 delete. There, I'm good. It's not that big a deal to me.
0: For me, the question is, what do I feel right now? What am I wishing I had access to right <clears throat> now? And mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, it's I. I I do wish I had access to some of the most the games that are being programmed for the very cutting edge for cutting mm-hmm. edge hardware. Um, although a lot of the game, a lot of those games just aren't really my style of games. Mm-hmm. So that's less of a pull for me yep. is, yeah. uh, and then yeah. there's the, you know, I, the steam deck certainly appeals to me as being an all in one handheld that can do anything. But then I actually stop and look at the And this is, totally unique for me is that while I love the switch because it is, I have the option of going portable. I have almost always played everything on the TV. And I know that I'm the Mm -hmm. outlier there, but like when I think of the benefit of getting a portable, I'm like, well, Dave, don't you just really want to play everything on the TV anyway? And that's just you because you're weird. So stop daydreaming about a portable. Um, And then the third thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Same boat. Oh no, it's,
2: No, it's I have the light, but I keep going like, hmm, would I be enjoying this more if I had it on the Mm -hmm. TV, which is why I immediately checked to see, you know, if Steam Deck had the video out. Right, right. Options, Mm -hmm. so forth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I almost wish I had more opportunities to do, you know, that (laughs) if I was taking the train, you know, (laughs) sort of thing where it's like, oh, I'm just sitting on my futon. It doesn't really matter if I'm portable or not, for mm-hmm. the most part.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was an amazing I'm leap. used to that all the time, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, oh yeah, that was on
1: the <laughs> I should say somebody clipped that. That's what people yeah. say. Well, the o- clip Yeah.
0: The, the other <laughs> thing I'll point out, Weiss, is that if you, you know, sometimes I wish that my, the other big draw of the Steam Deck for me is like, well, this is a beautifully organized uh, place where my Steam games are easy mm-hmm. to access mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to the... Windows computer that is kind of slow and buggy (laughs) and like it's got a long boot up process. And I got to drag out the wireless keyboard for me to play PC games on my piece on my TV. And like, you know, for, if you watch uh, ETA prime on YouTube, he will show you any number of $300 boxes that are as powerful as a steam deck that you can Uh, install the steam deck OS on and basically like make a cheaper steam machine if you're satisfied with just playing on the tv and mm-hmm. you don't and and the portability is a non factor so that's an option yeah yeah no i i think i've <laughs> i've
2: resigned myself to like i i'll I'll tinker but i'm not a build it your own for the most
0: part yeah yeah oh and that's the neither of these like he'll that's oh. Well, I mean, you know, ETA Prime does have a lot of build guides as well, sure. but he also will test like, well, here's an all-in-one, you know, Ryzen Seven mini box for three four hundred dollars, oh, and, yeah, and here's how it benchmarks against a Steam Deck, and um, yeah, oh, stuff that like is... that. Yeah, yeah. Even the I Mac did. Mini, I just bought a Mac Mini two, the 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 M mm-hmm. two Apple's M two Mac Mini, and uh, people are saying I have not played a single game on it, but people are saying. It's an mm-hmm. amazing games machine, at least for oh. native Mac games, because it's that now sick. that it's no longer Intel. You can't boot Windows on it, unfortunately. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, uh-huh. I guess the it, the the Steam Deck Proton layer can work wonders. I've heard because it's an mm-hmm. ARM chip. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But yeah. uh, St- yeah, Steam Deck ticks bucks. a lot of boxes. It really does. Mm. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versatile little it's, piece it's, of
3: kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Nope. But what it is not is astoundingly powerful. You know, I mean, you're, you're you're looking at a machine that's set like the Switch, 720p on the go. And mm-hmm. would it, I mean, Tim, output maxes out at 1080p, right? I think, yeah. Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, that is kind of a bummer. But but, but that's going to be fine for probably most of what you're running off of it, you know? Yeah, and at the same time, and that screen, it's got a big screen on it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, I, uh, I find myself rarely being the one playing games on the TV. Uh, mm. so yeah, usually something else is happening on the TV and I'm at the end of the couch with either the steam deck in my hand or the switch in my hand playing those things. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I'm gonna, you know, pick my moments, you know, oh, yeah. like when, when final fantasy 16 comes out, like get out of my way. Cause it's TV time for dad,
2: uh, <laughs> I would. I would assume at least a uh, a certain Zelda would be a TV experience. But yeah. It,
0: I've warned jam that the TV is mine for the next month after Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Comes out. I play I mean I played a lot of Breath of the Wild on the go
1: cuz I couldn't stop playing it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh you know, I I played it on the TV when I could, but uh <laughs> definitely I mean cuz that game also runs on Wii U, so it wasn't like a visual spectacle necessarily. Um but yeah, I'm sure with Tears of the Kingdom, I'll be asking for the, the TV. I mean, that, that's also a game that's good to have on the TV because there's, mm-hmm. well, it, yeah, when people aren't getting bodied like they're on Resident Evil 4, uh, I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, but, as someone that,
2: you know, didn't didn't get into Breath of the Wild, uh, the Tears of the Kingdom trailer looks great. Like once. Once that mechanic was introduced, mm-hmm. I was sticking
1: like, things oh, to other things. Sticking <laughs> things to other things looks fun. Yeah. That, that looks very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah.
2: What uh, can I yeah. stick Ganon to? What can yeah. I stick Ganon into? <laughs> yeah, so so
1: watching that, you know, people people yeah. seeing that happen is, is probably going to be fun. Because non, emergent nonsense happens
0: in mm-hmm. exactly. Breath of the Wild. So it probably will also happen in Tears of the Kingdom. Whew. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be great. Yeah. So good luck with that decision. That's a uh, it's a real selfish oh, yeah. choice there.
2: Yeah. Come on. Come on, sales. At least I'm not like rushing for it. Like it would. Yeah. It would be nice to see a thing on a new 4K. So I'll probably buy either a 4K, you know, disc player or PS5 well, soon I, enough.
0: Honestly, for me, the most compelling package right now is still a uh, an Xbox Series X because I uh-huh. want a Game Pass machine and. Mm-hmm. I want a, a Xbox backwards compatibility machine. Like those are two Mm. things I don't Mm -hmm. have access to. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that, that would be the $500 machine that gives me access to probably the two things that I'm most missing. And then it happens to be a machine capable of playing, you know, very of, of outputting very high quality display as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: No, that's true.
0: It's it's not that there is a console war by any
1: means at this point. <laughs> yeah, they got different. Yeah, no, it's interesting it's just, things about them.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely not a console war. Just merely, but you know, w- with a limitation on disposable income. Mm. If I'm narrowing mm. down what my what what are the things I'm currently missing right now? What are the things I really wish I had? Game Pass just seems so great. I just, I -hmm. I really do wish that I could just sample some new release indie games, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and just as part of a subscription fee and be part of the conversation about some of those games that have new ideas. You know, I'd like to try Mm -hmm. out um, Hi-Fi Rush. Is that what it was called?
3: Yep. Yeah. You know, like,
0: I'm glad it's coming to the Switch, but that's honestly probably the kind of game that I would experience better on a subscription service without having to commit Mm -hmm. to purchasing it, you know, like, yeah. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, the other, you know, nice thing, Dave, uh, for you is game pass is great for children where you just have no idea what they're going to like. Yeah. And you can just download Uh, a bunch of games. And, and I, I didn't realize this till today, but when Richard is logged into the Xbox and he goes under game pass to look at the games, it only feeds him games that he is rated for. So he only gets E for everyone's stuff. That's really Um, cool. Yeah, so, but I mean, which isn't to say that he, if, because, you know, I'll have other games downloaded on the machine and he can Mm -hmm. see them, but if he tries to launch one, then it'll be like, okay, hey, then it prompts him to get me to come in and, Mm -hmm. uh, and put in my code and approve him to play the game. So he was, uh playing you know you want to play minecraft which is e10 so i had to approve oh, okay. him to play minecraft because uh, yeah sure go nuts kid no i don't know how to play this game i am and an I'm old sure man there's
0: an adjustable scale at which you can like you could probably oh, sure. set it to be to for the cutoff to be e10 or or yeah or whatever you want i i assume
1: yeah yeah i i assume as much uh as well. But right now he's, I should probably just change him to E10 <laughs> now, now to that E10. you mentioned it. Yeah. Because yeah, when that's wa- an extra step might.
0: for you. Now you have to come into yeah. the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was,
1: there was one morning where he fired it up and he went to play something. Um, and he was like trying to put in my code and like locked my fucking account. So I had to do like an email recovery because it thought someone <laughs> was trying to break <laughs> into my Xbox, and I'd be like, no dude, if you don't know the code, don't try to do this. Like, just let me <laughs> do it.
3: Uh, uh
0: so you know, we Xbox t- was also a pretty sweet emulation machine until like a week or two ago.
1: Oh yeah, a week or two ago.
0: Yeah, well, because so Microsoft was letting you run unsigned code in. There are two mode. There's like dev mode and retail mode, um, okay. and I, th- I believe the situation was Microsoft was letting you run unsigned well, code. In, Tim, do you have a? Yeah, it was. It no, you could
1: still. I believe you could still do it, but you have to do it in dev mode now right. because people were, were setting up like a page where you could look, you could run the code and install the emulator um, in like re, on a retail Xbox and retail, but no mode. So now you have to like actually pay to put it into like developer mode. And I think you That's, can still do it. Yeah. Um, But it's just like a little bit harder and you have to like pay them some money in order if, if you want to do that. Um, Honestly, you know paying the company
2: you <laughs> emulation i mean it's it sounds like iffy, that. but
0: i'm i'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, i saw that I, saw I forget, that, that the, I forget the, how much it the, is though is it like a 100 dollars i don't i don't remember, I don't remember.
1: Uh, um i i saw that like uh, apparently dolphin is going to be on steam like the emulator is yeah. going to be
3: there <laughs>
1: you know not the roms you know but you can you yeah. can get the just like takes that middleman out like yep you can you can get the emulator for free to download your your gamecube games that you ripped um yeah, yeah. and your wii games that you ripped
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's 20 bucks it's 20 bucks one time yeah for dev mode yeah that's fine
1: so it's it, and yeah it's mucking around with that. So yeah, of course you can still do it if you if you have the inclination to do so, but yeah, the, the, I'd say the 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 platform in the toughest position right now is the Switch because it's been out for so long and it just yeah. feels like that, you know, the next step has I mean, I'm still playing it. Like right. um like it's my option for I mean, it's my newest system, but also mm-hmm. it's such a good indie small game machine yeah i'm I'm always playing stuff on it like constantly but you know from a power perspective it's definitely way behind everything else now uh no, at this I'm, point. I'm excited it's six years old but you know when is when is that gonna come they never dropped the price officially on the switch yeah they never did they never had to they just keep selling them and, and so it's just like well you know, because that's that's what I heard happen with the with the, you know, with the OLED switch that came out, you know, a couple of years ago and all the talk had been like, oh, man, switch pro, switch pro, switch pro, switch pro. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, what made the most financial sense for Nintendo was like, well, we can just put one of these screens in there and call it a day, charge yeah. 50 bucks more. And there we've we've done it. We don't, you know, because and, and I believe this was in like twenty twenty maybe it was 2021, but either way, it's still in the midst of chip shortages and shit that have made consoles impossible to find. And they're like, well, you know, to get enough of a actual upgraded machine to put on the market, it would cost way too much money or take way too much time. The thing we can get is the screen. So we're just going to do this upgrade. That's the SKU we're going to put out and that's it. No Switch Pro. You know, yeah. that that's that. So maybe <laughs> feels like Next year, they're going to have to get something out like something's got to be cooking to, to come out and upgraded Switch. But yeah, with know. Tears of the Kingdom out, I, it
2: feels like that's that was the last thing <laughs> for Switch, you yeah. know. We'll
0: God, I yeah. hope Tears of the Kingdom runs well. Like, I, I yeah, I could Respect. accept the performance yeah. drops in Breath of the Wild because they were very infrequent. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, I'm a little afraid of <laughs> that, that if Tears of the Kingdom's like re-chugs and strains very frequently, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, you know, that kind of tech scuttlebutt is the kind of thing that influences Nintendo. I, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's just sales numbers and I'm sure the sales numbers are probably going to be just fine. Um. Especially mm-hmm. given their, you know, install base now, as opposed to when Breath of the Wild launched, I'm I'm sure they'll be able to boast that you know this game sold much faster than Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey, you know, and because they've mm-hmm. got a bigger install base six years later. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take. Besides just availability of cheaper chips, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with enough of them to be, you know, produced again. Manufacturing continues to be an issue.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's it. I think that's about it. It's all I have to say. There. One more thing
0: yeah. about fucking Star Trek Picard, then. Oh my fucking God. Can we... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm done. It's ten. <laughs> it's 20 after ten. We can yeah. call this. I scenario. swear I
2: don't like it either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, swear, I did not love the Super Mario Brothers movie. I just don't think it's an yeah. abject failure. Um I never said it was an abject failure. I just didn't like it. <laughs> <sighs> Very appealing All right.
3: to the math. <laughs> All right. Not We're the good? best video game
1: movie I've seen though. We're good. And not the best video game movie I've seen in the last five years. Probably like after both Sonic movies and Detective Pikachu, there is the Super Mario Brothers movie.
2: Well, and that was another thing where it's I mean, obviously they're way different, but Last of mm. Us and Oh yeah. you know, like <laughs> witcher show and Mm -hmm. you know the hill movie coming like Mm -hmm. they're all serious you know dramatically narrative so it's completely different but there are good adaptations now yeah
1: but yeah yeah, it's and it's gonna be because yeah yeah, with the success of last of us and with the success of mario like Mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more. Yeah. It was kind of been percolating for a few years with like the Castlevania show and the Sonic movies and detective Pikachu. But like now I feel like it's about to pop off and they've kind of figured maybe they figured out how to make them not bad. Now we'll see. I don't trust you yet. Hollywood. You
0: know, I, I don't trust them but based on what this Mario movie was. I, I certainly would not trust still a a Zelda adaptation. Like, no, that's not something I want to exist. Cause I don't know that it can be done well. Yeah.
1: But well, isn't Netflix doing that?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the rights to, I don't know if that's still
2: coming question mark. That might be production hell, but mm. I think that one's, I mean, that's, that's a huge conversation we've had a thousand times, but yeah. you know, there is narrative history to that one. And mm. do they want to acknowledge it? Do they want to not, um, There's a lot of different ways uh, to do that. You could have someone who is not Link or Zelda, you know, in Hyrule, and then they're also run into Link and Zelda or whatever. A Mandalorian
1: in Hyrule. (laughs) You
2: can Mando it. (laughs) Yeah. Or Weapon Shop Omasi, you know, like (laughs) somebody in the town
1: yeah but. all right that's gonna do it for us here tonight yes um thank you everyone for watching thank you everyone for listening if you're listening to this later off the website um happy anniversary my darlings happy anniversary to triple radio or at least podcasting by us extra studios podcast becomes triple radio
0: <laughs> yeah all right i'm cutting it off all right two <laughs>